And what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to the uh, For the Boys podcast. Uh, this podcast is created for uh, the brothers, the sisters out there that are that are going through uh, tough times, uh, struggles, and there's, there's a few things that we usually start off with, and um, it's the passion for our people, the passion to share our share our stories, and um, and then the hope that uh, with our stories shared that we get to help someone out there. I'm Tizza, by the way. I'm Swanky the second. <laughs> I'm Mafioso. <laughs> and I'm Wills. <laughs> uh, whether you're joining us tonight or listening through our audio podcast, thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Quick disclaimer. Um... Tessa, Swanky, and me, we are not professionals, one bit. <laughs> Everybody else that might be on this podcast will be. So just a quick disclaimer that uh, none of us are professionals. Uh, everything is shared um, via experiences or stories you've heard. Um, and it's all, yeah, it's all for love. Hang around. In the guts, boys. That's it, that's it. Keep the conversation going. Um breaking down stigmas one conversation at a time and we need our poly boys poly men out there to um open up share more lean on each other more so hopefully these platforms and with our guests to spread our message uh keeps the conversation going can we just give a round of applause to uh swanky <laughs> huh? We be man. That's fine. Hey, that was fine. Hey, Round of applause, everyone. Stop, stop <laughs> filling the gaps. Stop filling the gaps. <laughs> um, how how we all doing before we introduce our um our international uh, professional experts? How we doing, brothers? How doing, Wills? Good man. Good, 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 good. Just to just to add to um, what you guys um, kind of alluded to. Um, I guess my little thing to everybody that's either watching um, is um, reach one and teach one. Um, that's obviously um, something that we're hoping that they take from this podcast. Is uh, the boy said uh, we're not professionals, but uh, we're here to tell it all, and that's this is what we do. Very nice. We're so very nice. So right. But who's been at the queues though? <laughs> I've seen Mafioso at the keys a few times. <laughs> Depends I'll confess, what key. I'll confess. Yesterday, I went to the line. It was too long. So mm. I hit the PK line. All right. And then for dinner, I had a different line. Anyway, today I hit Maccas. Go on, Maccas, fix. I'm done. feel disgusting. But I got the yes. fix out the way. And now I can carry on with paleo diet. It is what it is. <laughs> it's all about the mental health, man. Hey, when you it feel is. That, it is. It is. Yeah, man. All right. Um, without further ado, I would like to introduce our guests because I think they're sitting at the back, like fucking bring us on, bro. We're sitting there. <laughs> but um, we've got uh, um a couple of our guests that uh you know um they've experienced a lot um and within their journey itself um they've overcome a lot of uh, obstacles not only obstacles i think they've they've moved on to helping uh our community so they're doing big things in our community and just giving back and and i think that's that's been 
one of our driving focuses or our goals is to share our our brothers' stories. But um, we'd like to introduce uh, the brothers, um, brother Barnes and brother Hydro from uh, Concrete Convos. Welcome, brothers. Hey, what's up, brothers? Um, thanks, thanks for having us, man. Uh, man, shout out for um, giving us an invite, and I'm um, humbled to be amongst like-minded brothers to, um, as you said, Talanoa, and um, normalize um, conversations about um, mental health and well-being amongst brothers. Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks, Zeus. <laughs> I'm not too sure if... Uh... Was, Brother Hydric in. Hydro? You might have to. Might be on mute. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? <laughs> Nothing coming through. Oh, no. All good. Well, good. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, no, we're here. And um, once the brother yeah. Hydro fixes his technical difficulties, we'll, we'll take him. Oh, all good. Uh, if you've watched or listened to any of our other pod- podcasts, it's always us, <laughs> always us with the trouble. So, <laughs> ah, bro, it's good to see someone else get through it. <laughs> Thanks, Hydro. Thanks, brother Hydro. <laughs> I'm usually the one to take the, the rings on uh, my mic playing up. And <laughs> but, um, uh, we'll, we'll We'll probably get the the ball rolling, and hopefully, the the brother at some point will will join in. Uh, how's how's your uh well now level three lockdown going, bro? Uh, level three? No, it's just like I was telling the brothers, just been sticking to my paleo diet, just been ignoring the golden utters, just driving past. You know, um, you know, I'm self control on point, just the usual standard standard. standard. Mm. But not, um, it's been a good actually because um. My daughter, Mr. Um, Mr. Happy, uh, Happy Meals, eh? so it was good to buy her a Happy Meal and get in a good box. So. Nah, well, it's just been good. It's been good. I can, can only be grateful. Happy Meal, dinner, dinner meal. They're all the same. They're all the same. Dinner box. Dinner box. <laughs> <laughs> Steam okay. the buns. Steam the buns. What, what's the go-to at Mecca's at the moment, boys? What's the go-to? Anyone? What's, what's that custom water? <laughs> you gotta have the quarter pound on there. I need the extra mayonnaise, lads. Oh, see the custom order. Extra mayo. Oh, wow. I don't know what they call it in America, but damn, it's good, oh, man. man. I think what it just depends on the depends on the pay packet. So, um, my fuel is getting paid the most, eh? <laughs> <laughs> not, not the customized bespoke burgers. <laughs> Oh, uh, corrections department, was it? <laughs> was, 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 was. Brother Hydro, how's it? How's that? How's that mic going, bro? Oh. Nah, still nothing. He might have to. He might have to come. Uh, Try your phone also. Might be the best way. Oh man, always good to see someone else's uh, internet playing up. But um, Jerry, uh, man, this, tonight's your night off. I think. Uh... <laughs> let me take this one. Let me take this one. Let me take you can, it. You can own tonight off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, brother Hydro and uh, brother Barnes, um, 
we'll probably start at the beginning of uh, your journey and uh, where where you uh, where 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 this all started for you for you guys. Um, yeah, bro, we'll start then, and along the ways, um, we'll listen to all the listen to all the nuggets. Um, yeah, I'll start. I'll start. I'll take in, and hopefully, when I fin- finish my um my, my myths and legends stories, the brother can take in as well. But um, no, enough. Now, first and foremost, just thank you, brothers, for welcoming us on again. Um, I guess, um, I guess the journey how it started with our podcast and how we journeyed into creating a charity from that. Um, we both we both um, grew up playing for Maris Rugby League and um, in Mount Albert, and um, it, it grew from the changing room sheds. I think we were um, at this uh, 2019. We were kind of at that stage. You know, we were growing adult fathers and um, conversations in the change rooms weren't the same anymore. You know, those conversations when we are having when we were 20s um, just didn't make sense in our 30s. And so a lot of those conversations we were having in the change room um, um, didn't make sense to us. So we wanted to change um, those conversations around. We were talking about politics. We were talking about um, social justice. Uh, we were talking about economics um, now. And, and things that we wanted um, to do differently in our community. And so we were having that conversation in the change rooms on the sidelines. And that year was our centenary year for our club. So a lot of things were going on. Um, but um, during that, those conversations with the brother Hydro, we figured out that a lot of our values aligned. And um, there, was convers- there, was a, there was a gap in the, in the, in the media space, really. Um, I think 2019, before like the COVID kicked in in, in, in the following year, um, we thought, like, because we, 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 we were listening to the podcast at that time. I think the main one was Rogan, John Joe Rogan, who's kind of flipped out on everyone at the moment. But um, yeah, we started, we watched them and a few others as well. Um, and then we thought, man, man, like, um, whose voice is dominant in the community um, now in New Zealand? And a lot of the time, if you watch, like, news and, and bulletins, it was the same go-to people speaking on the behalf of our community. And like, you know, big ups to them. Um, but they're only, they're only one voice of the community. And sometimes, you know, your funny thing about it, sometimes um, the establishment or the media establishment who are usually white, they, they choose who their brown person is. So they'll choose a, a brown person who represents their view of what our community looks like. And you'll, you'll see that same person or handful of people will be making the rounds in media. And we just thought there was a gap in our community that missed our grassroots. And we thought maybe, maybe is there a gap we can fill? You know, can we start filling that gap? And then that, that's pretty much how. Oh, and I think the kicker, the kicker was um, um there was a conversation the Maros School in 2019. I think there was some shootings going on between um the Ross School boys, um different gangs, and there were a few shootings going on at the end of 2019. And that uh, we kicked off in October. And on that week previously, there was a couple of shootings with they were related to some of the Maros boys, and they kind of like kind of um. And propelled us to start this um, conversation online, and and we didn't know how to start it. We weren't techie guys, but um, Hajju is a musician, um, as you guys heard him earlier in the in the, in the green room, um, and so he had a, a bit of gear, and then we started from there, and um, yeah, pretty much that's how we started um, with the podcast. And I think we we both got personal journeys as well. They kind of um, came to a, like crossroads when we met each other. Um, both of us had just um, been to prison. Um, I went down for nine, and um, Hajo went down for I think five. 
And so we were kind of like past their journey as well. And then that, I think that leads to the title of our podcast. Our podcast is called Concrete Convos. And it was, um, I think they call it a triple entendre. Um, they call that. I learned that in English. Um, thank you, uh, Mr. Rook. Um, <laughs> it's got, um, <laughs> I was just going to say, three. bro. I was just going to say, bro. I, yeah, I don't Mr. understand Rook. that last bit. Yeah, yeah. It just means um, something that has multiple meanings. And, and Concrete Convo con- 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 for us was uh, multiple meanings. I mean, it talked about the, um, the streets we come from. Um, it talked about the conversations we wanted to hear from the streets. And it talked about the, the concrete in the cell that once was our home. And so that's where we built our, um, our, our podcast from. That's what, that was our foundation. And that's how it all started. And it's kind of grew and it's kind of like um, exploded into something that we never thought was possible back in 2019. Um, from 2019 to now, we've created a charity. We've got a pocket of funding from different organizations and we run a leadership program. And that all started from the Talanoa, from the change rooms, the con- conversations from the cha- um, sideline of the park to the podcast. And it's, it's pretty much an indication of like... Um, where these sort of magical conversations can lead. Like we don't, like you were saying, brother, we don't know who's listening. We don't know where it's going to lead. But if we open the door and, um, and, and walk through it, we don't know what the possibilities are. And for us, it was um, our Maka Leadership Program, which is just over my shoulder. Um, and the 20 boys, 20 or so boys we have on that program. And um, that program is based around um, teaching them life skills um, and teaching them the art of Muay so, like, it's like in any sporting uh, discipline, using that as a vehicle to teach them the, the crux of what we think is important for young people to learn when they're walking around in this world. And so, um, shout out to all the brothers in the Maka Leadership Program, our facilitators, um, Leo and Mikey, and um, our young people as well, as well as our support family members and parents around. So, I think that's that's enough um, gas bagging for me. I think that's a, a kind of like a short summary of where we're at now in the last few years. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's about it, really. Yeah, that's a that's that's a lot. Um, um, considering you know, um, I just want to touch on uh, how for your yourself, your your personal journey, and um, you also touched on you did time in, inside. Uh, how has um, that time inside shaped your or changed the whole way, uh, or changed your journey? now to where you are brother um no oh man it's massively um first and foremost uh, just like to um um like give a bit of a um a preface to to this conversation that we're not glorifying the art of of hood or you know hood mentality of their journey of prison you know that that's it's not a glorification of their journey it's just um but it's not a it's not us ignoring their part because that's part of us as well. And um, in short, um, I didn't think I was that sort of person to be in their position. Um, but in saying that, I don't think a lot of our young people ever think they'll end up in prison for doing some pretty bad things. Um, but it happened. And um, along the way, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about um, our people. I learned a lot about um, why our people end up in prison and why they can't stay out of prison. So was, um, the journey was a multi-level um, journey and multi-level experiences of on how I saw the world. Um, first and foremost, like maybe reflect on my upbringing and how I got to the point to make decisions that put me inside. You know, you start to think about like, oh, what schools did I go to? Did I listen? Did I learn? 
Um, how were my parents in their parenting? Um, where was our culture? Uh, was our government and our teaching uh, relevant to our people and their upbringings? And how that kind of led to me making decisions that led me into prison. And then once you got into prison, you started to reflect on yourself personally, like where, how did you get here? Um, did you take agency over your own decision making? Um, do you take responsibility for that? Do you blame it on other people? Um, and those sort of conversations. And then um, when you get out, and I think for me, I wasn't, I don't think necessarily I was um, a person who naturally had like a personality for prison. I don't think I was a bad person. And I didn't think, I, but then I, then I didn't think I was made for prison as well. Not to say a lot of the boys who are in prison are made for it. I think only a handful are. That's their lifestyle, mm. and they, they, they have experiences in their life which kind of make them, you know, you understand that's the lifestyle they, 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 they know because that's all they know. But just only a handful. A lot of the boys, you know, they don't, they don't want to be there. Um, in the visit room, you know, it's full of, um, full of dads. You know, a lot of the time it's full of dads crying. Um, with their kids. Yeah, there's a handful of the boys touching the missus and having cute kisses in the corner. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> having a little cute, cute little cuddles. <laughs> By, so, so um, just just to touch on um, the, the interaction with uh, like their partners, and are you, are you allowed to physically touch when you're oh, getting no. a visitor, or is that <laughs> when you're on a, another <laughs> level? Uh, I think when I, as in like shake hands, that's what I'm talking about. Shake hands. America, America. No, yeah. I think the brother, the brother's right. I think in, like when I when I kicked off when I kicked off my leg, we were still in the old Mount Eden, so they operated differently. Um, probably up to, to be honest, probably unsafe. If I look back on it, it's probably that's why it's closed. But um, yeah, you could you could sit next to your partner, you could get little cuddles. But when when they closed that and we moved out, uh, yeah, yeah, you weren't there at all. You had to sit apart. But um, when we had the old man Eden, it kind of ran to its own, own tune. It's got its own little thing there, but it's probably why they best they closed their place down here. Mm. Yeah. And um, also, also with that, that same journey and um, you um, moving away from that 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 side, how how much of it um, men mentally? How much did it take a take a toll on you when you uh, did that time, bro? Um, uh, uh, well, it did no doubt. Like I think any, I think any, any human being caged up, you're gonna lose some sort of sense of reality. That's the reality of uh, a prison. Prisons here to, well, prison the, how they they created it back in the days was here to hurt you, and no doubt um, for myself and for a lot of the boys, it shifts your spirit. You know, I don't think any human being sitting in a cell for 24 hours a day with only one hour out, mm. you're going to be talking some funny things to yourself to, you know, so um, for myself, yeah, yeah, no doubt it did, it did shift a little, a few things, but I think, um, I think the internal resilience that I had was, was enough to get me through with all my faculties. I think, you know, um, faith, faith's a big one, you know, prayer and faith was a real big one. And it was, um, I think that was that was from my upbringing, you know, my mum being a real staunch um, um, Christian and instilling those values, you know, the, those came into came into clutch, man. When you're mm. when when you're staring at the wall and you have got no TV because you can't afford the twenty five electronic check, you know. So um, you know, those sort of um, teachings came into play. So um, 
grateful for that. But uh, short, short answer, yeah, yeah, definitely had an impact. You start to get a bit hardened to to the world around you. You start to second guess your um, your beliefs, really. Yeah. What was that? What was that feeling like when? Um, I'm gonna go back to uh, I think your 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 case and when um, the judge when they handed you down handed you down your your sentence. Um, yeah, just talk us through what what you were feeling, um, how how everything was, and how every uh, how every part of your body was feeling during that time. And when they said um, you're going away for such and such um, time. How was that, bro? What, what what was the the feeling then? Oh, shattered, bro. Shattered. Yeah, just um, it's a long time, was. Mm. Yeah, just um, it's yeah. I think the hardest part was um, oh. watching um, you know how the movies there eh, you see the public gallery, and families cry with their loved ones get sent away. That was exactly it. like you. But it wasn't wasn't necessarily just me too, because I had co-offenders, and so um, like there was nine of us, I think eight, eight of us actually, and then so you had eight families at the back. Um, yeah, that's that's even even thinking about that now, it's pretty hard to imagine eight like Polynesian Maori families in the in the public gallery just wailing like there's a death, um, and probably that was the hardest to having to see. You know, my my mum um, crying that way. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's that's something I want to hear again, really. And that that was really hard. Um, and it was really uh, um, complex, like um, gathering of your emotions at that time, because for us we we were on remand for three years, so we were waiting for the yeah. court process to court process to play out, um, and then we didn't know whether we we're going to guilty or not mm-hmm. guilty. Um, our lawyers were shit. Um, to, to, you know, to, to be honest, our lawyers were rubbish. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember one of our lawyers um, was trying to um, was trying to back up one of the boys and you know trying to give those sort of like um, law and order type speeches. But then he, for some reason, he started talking about another case that he was working on, and then we were like. Hey, there's no, you know, start introducing different weapons. I'm like weapons. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, man! Like what? Oh, and then I'm like, Oh, I think this guy's got the wrong case, and then he caught himself, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry, um, yeah, yeah, um, back to this guy." I'm like, bro, and then I was looking at my, my other boys there, bro, you, you know, your lawyer, okay, the man's got Alzheimer's, jeez. <laughs> so you know, like, and that's um, that's the legal, you know, that was back then. The legal aid process back then was oh. man, like, you could you could equate to legal aid lawyers to like um, you know, uh, minimum wage workers who just kind of get in there, get the work done, get out. And there was a mentality they had to. I mean, a lot of factors like that. Um, the judge, the judge being, you know, um, subliminal in her comments, being subtle in her um, degrading of us as young Polynesian men in Auckland City. Those sort of things just kind of like. So by the time you like you you, you hear the news, you're really like, but you're already gone anyway. You're halfway out the door, and just just it's, it's easier just to lock you up and then to sit here and. And go through this process, and um, yeah, yeah, and uh, it is what it is, really. And uh, hopefully, it's changed nowadays when they they bring our people through the justice system. And um, yeah, yeah. But I think I'll tag in um, I'll tag in brother Hydro. I think he's got some comms at the moment, and 
Give him a bit of um, yeah, take him. For the love of Jesus, Mary and Sometimes you need a bit of divine intervention. Sorry go, about all the technical difficulties, my mean, brothers. No worries, also. You know, it's been a minute, it's been a minute. Um, anyway, I put it down to latency and, um, Anyway, um, I, just, I, was just, I couldn't hear you guys, but I could just hear Barney talking. Um, I'll just take off right where Barney left off, and um, that's, that's why I hooked up with him, how he broke that situation down. Was, was in a way where, like, um, you know, it's going to pull at your heartstrings because that's the only way we're going to affect change. It's like we've got to go there on that, on that sad note and just tell it for what it's worth because my version of that same story because, you know, like you learn lessons as you grow, but, you know, I was at that same time, it hit me different because I had four co-offenders waiting in the cells. So I wasn't about to break down in front of my boys and another eight guys, random other people were waiting to go to court. So, you know, I, I came in and I had to try and, um, you know, I blustered out. I was like, I was like, and, you know, I, I sort of alluded to one of my cousins who was crying, one of my younger boy cousins. And I'll never forget that look on his face as he was crying, but, you know, I sort of made light of it. You know, as we do, like, sometimes we mm. laugh at the most inappropriate times, and it's just a front. It's just our way of dealing with shit without us. You know, I'm not trying to say I'm a pussy. I'm not trying to not mm. not open up, but that was my way, and I was, I was in jail, and, and, like, you know, I, I took it the wrong way, but someone like Barney, like, years later, as we were talking down the sideline, like, and, and seeing the space that he works in, like, you know, like, um, it's so eloquent in the way he breaks it down and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to elevate someone who has that at the forefront for our people rather than like um ten MPs I could name off the top of my head right now for both national labor or green. <laughs> oh, you know, like brothers space, brothers bro. like this. As much as we want someone like that at the table, they're no good at the table because we know you gotta turn the party line. You know how it is. Like yeah. you gotta get in line, son. And no disrespect to any of our guests that we've had on our podcast, but Sometimes it's um, safe to maneuver in between the spaces where public figures can't get, and those are the cracks. And um, just knowing that Barnes is up to court and just just a couple of island brothers, Maori brothers that don't have a legal aid, you know, he can mm. sort of see it from afar and just approach them, help them out, if he's not getting stepped out by Crips. You know, you know, we were all at home safe, and he was driving to jail to pick someone up because he needed to go home. And if no one picked him up on that day, he had to sit his ass in remand. Like, there's a lot of young teenagers who just don't have those people there. I don't know what's up with this communications, but. That's the space that also Barnes working. I'm just, I'm just catching the bus, boys. If we crack it, also, that's <laughs> all <So are> you. <laughs> I'm just an IT guy. <laughs> yeah, no. My my angle into the podcast was like I do music, and you know, at once upon a time it was the dream, but you know, like as you get older and older, it just it becomes what it is. Hey, eh? it's it's always gonna be there, and it's it's always been a passion. So. Um, you know, I just try and stay with it, just to be relevant for myself and just, you know, just like never the dad who always goes down to, Yeah, well, you know, you just hey, got to stay ready. 
Never Stay ready. Never, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and, and that's that's what I um, sort of wanted to do. That's sort of my realm where I want to give back. And there's so many ideas since we've um, teed up with all the other brothers as well that's on our um, trust and part of the leadership program we run out west. Um, just so many ideas to give back to the boys. Um, yeah. And that's things we, we could have used in our communities. Like, uh, I don't know about you guys, but specifically, uh, I grew up in Mount Roscoe. I'm a central brother, um, been there for the longest time. We only moved out because rate and inflation just pushed everything up. And I think at that time, rent was maybe 320. I was on $9 an hour, which was I for a brother straight out of jail. And I was on that $9.50 to about $11 for like four years. Dang. Would you get out of bed right now to wait for $9.50? And that was good money. You grinding a forty hour a week, thinking like yeah, three thirty. That that ain't shit. But those those are the sort of days, like you know, like I remember coming out on the grind, and I was just like, okay, then I didn't make the most of school. What are we gonna do here? And then you know, the music was always there. It's been there from then, and even before then. By that time, I was like, a accomplished songwriter in my own right. You know, never never got an you know accolade or anything, but. Never won a TUI award or whatever in my life, but it doesn't define me, you know. I'll do this yes, for free every day. And yes. what I do now is the skill, and I just want to teach it. I haven't, I've been lazy, but I just want to teach my nephews and nieces, peep them to some game, you know what I'm saying? Show them how we record, how we lay a track. I'm, I'm not anything, you know. I'm just like, just like that disclaimer at the start, I'm not a professional. I'm just self-taught, <laughs> and just, it's just the ambition. You know, like, don't worry about IRD. Spend the tax money. You know, you can... Nah, no, no, no. Yes, sir. Do it right, do it right, do it right, do it right. Yes, nah, that's, I just wanted to um, expand on that. And part of the reason why we started the leadership program, why I wanted to be involved is I wanted to catch the brothers like us that's, you know, about to finish school and not make it through to year 13 or what we would call form yeah. 7. And those guys who, you know... Yeah. And then, you know, like... um you end up just thinking with all the other guys who don't go to school. And if there's five of you on your street and four from the next street, <laughs> you know, like it just starts off those ways. And, you know, you always hear your mum, shh, oh, look up your back phone, come back or whatever. Or maybe I'm that kid where mums are like, shh, oh, look up your dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there. I didn't know. I don't know. Hey, I know some of my aunties talk shit about me, but I love you. I love you. Hey, it is what it is. You know, and some of the boys and all that. We all, I have, was that kid. we all have a few. I was that kid. I was that one. Let's go. That's what it is, also. Let's go. Let's go break into some cars. Let's let's go. I see some Jordans over there. No, but it <laughs> will come a long way. It's about changing your ways. It's mm. about where you can where you can go to. It's not about how we start or us falling and failing. Those things used to matter, but I just taught myself and just learned by listening to other people who have great ideas and positive attitudes and. That can come through podcasts, that can come through, especially since we've had this COVID thing, like um, everything's been online. A lot of resources and like, it's just been interesting to just uh, adapt some information and some traits that I used to have, like especially being a Samoan. How many of us are Samoan? Including the panel. But I love Samoan, you know. I always rip it in, but there's, Toxic masculinity. It's mm. rife. But in our culture, we have fa'alo'alo. So that shit right there 
stops us from a lot of things. It stops us from talking about suicide. It stops us from talking about because that generation before us, they never, not all of them, but a majority of them, you know, raised by the hand of the iron fist. Mm. That's not a non-honorable thing. That's honorable, but when we start calipping our kids, when we start uh, making that the bar, and it filters down, and then your older brothers filter down, and they pass you down some ass whoopings and some other shit, by the time they got to you, hopefully you want to catch all the lessons that they missed. And that's not saying that um, I don't respect those that paved the way, my father and so on and uncles. But a lot of lessons, they didn't know themselves. And that's just the story of migration. We're supposed to get better. We're supposed to be better than... Like, you know, you, you always say, like, no one can love like my mother. No one can love like my father. But you better damn be better than that shit. You better aim for that bar. You know, you, no one wants to say it that I'm going to be better than that. Well, that's the bar you want to aim for. And you shoot and you shoot and you shoot until you're gone. And hopefully you pass the bar and that's what you want to pass back down. Because everything we need came before us. It's just a lesson learned now. It's like, damn. Why did I learn to shit at 42? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I learned to shit at 16. I wish I had a plan. I wish I had listened to a lot of more diverse people. I sort of stayed in my hood. I stayed in Roscoe Central all day. You know, Islander, Islander, Islander. I didn't. I knew nothing else, even after jail. You know, like I said, $9.50 was, I'm winning. I'm winning, baby, but when you can make five grand a day selling drugs, like, is that winning? The hood is a very, very fine line, and that's why I wanted to get bounced. We just, we just need to talk about different things, and it was hard to deal with adults because on comment line, it's like, blah, 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 blah. Meet you at Pax and about my wife. But, <laughs> no. We can't save the world, but so what, what can we do? Let's just save our kids. Let's start with our kids. And I've met some fathers that have told me what it is to be a man. Hey, it's not, I'm, you know, like what I was trying to do, like growing up, I've just seen a few other ways that people handle their families. And that's still where we're reverting back to. We're reverting back to the Ainga. Especially someone like, um, I'm an Islander, but like I was raised on Park, man. NWA, I can get. You know, like, it gets to the point where, like, I want to see American guy with the accent. That's me and the essence. <laughs> like, you know, but I've had to, like, downplay all that shit. I'm a builder. I'm trying to make it in construction. You know, i got to put on my white voice. i got to eliminate those bits of me and just, I have to maneuver in the system and, and do what i got to do, man. But, yeah, no, that's the journey. I just, I felt like uh, lately, because we've been on the trust and all this shit, I didn't want to, you know, forget who the fuck I am. I don't want to ever forget who Philip is, who Hydro is, and what I brought to the table. Because, you know, I don't want to be a yes sir, yes sir, free bags, full sir. Just to mm -hmm. get, you know? Yo. We have to do it on our terms, and we have to be the ones that's leading the way. And, of course, we have to... I don't want to say kiss ass. Because we don't kiss ass. But we <laughs> have to network. We have to network to be effective in some spaces. And sometimes it goes against the grain. It looks like, oh, look, these sell out. But it's not. It's, it's very tricky. And that's why I, I know some politicians have to toe the line. It's very tricky to just say, oh, why are these islanders in Labour not doing shit? Why is CEO 
doing ifong at their town hall. But um, we don't see anything about all the other issues in Mangali. We don't see anything when <laughs> rebels are shooting it out. I'm just saying, there's, there's ways to talk about things, but, you know, who are we? We're just like two ex-convicts who started a podcast and talking a whole lot of shit. <laughs> I just want to speak on some stuff that will just stir up a, a few people but all in all like um, I'm, I've, I grew up in social welfare homes social welfare in New Zealand taxpayers many paid for my school books my school uniform through centuries primary Yo, through Muslim college same meals. and that's just how same it is and you know I didn't know any better but you know where was the brothers telling us at 13 told him Stop trying to follow me around, being gangs. Stick your ass in school, learn something. Where was that also? Because that's your also. That's my also. They didn't say shit. So what are you going to say to your also? You better say something. And it's better not be like be like me. Because <laughs> unless you're driven, unless you've found that way forward and you're productive, not just the society, but your family, you're bringing in stuff, you're seeing them succeed, you're laying foundations for them moving forward, that when you're gone, you don't have to worry about things that I do enough because I think for the first migration, that's just a learning curve. And that's like my parents, maybe our parents' boys, or, you know, maybe you guys are like third generations. I'm first generation born in New Zealand. So my parents came here in the seventies. There were some that came here like forties, fifties, sixties, you know, so, um, yeah, man, I'm just going on and on and on, man. You go on. I don't even know. I don't know where Keep we're going to go. But um, <laughs> over to you guys. Back to you. <laughs> nah, bro. I, I like I like how you, I like how you said um, um, you know we're we're learning as well, even at a, at an at an old age. You know, we're still, um, and this, and I don't, I just want to touch on uh, how our podcast started because we all had these ideas, right? We all started here and we thought that our ideas were always, I guess, the best for us. And along along this, this journey, we had to relearn. We had to, you know, say, fuck, I think the shit that I'm doing at home, I shouldn't be doing. Because we're trying to preach the good word to our our, our, um, our kids. But yet, we're, we're actually the same people that are doing the hurt. So I, li- I like how you um, you touched on that, that one also. And how how much of it do you think is relearning? A lot of it? A big part of it. I think the core values are always going to be there, like love, um, looking up, you know, just what, uh, especially as I, I can't vouch for any other race. I've got to vouch just for what I am. I'm Samoan. And that's just sibling love. Brothers keeper, your sisters are the people of your eye. You know, I don't know what they're saying, is it? You know, my dad will always say that when I chase my sisters around, you know, when they get smarty and they always hit me with their line, I'm like, this guy. But I saw you hit your sister. <laughs> no, this guy's say to throw my dad out on the bus on. But, you know, like, but anyway, like that generation before, like, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely, brother. I, I definitely think that, um, sorry, those guys, um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I went off, I started thinking about my dad and then just, you know, it's gonna, it's I've got a question. I've got a question. I've got a yeah. question. Um, work, working in the, I was a screw, um, for your men's high security. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I always thought it would be uh, it was an age-based thing. We'd grow out of the whole gangster life and all that shit. Am I wrong? Is it is it is it the lack of knowledge that was taught? Or is it the is it the you know getting beat up and then shit? I don't want to do this shit no more. I don't want to be like these guys. Um, what do you guys believe it is? Is it is it, is it grow, like age-based? We grow up and grow out of it. Do you think it's um, you know once the hype is worn off, then time to change? What, what what do you guys believe it is? I mean, I seen I seen I, um, I seen everybody from young dudes to the old school gangsters who are still causing trouble in the units. Um, you know, you always know it's them calling the, the shots <laughs> behind the you know. OP. That's the one as well. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like it's hard for us to read it. I mean, yeah, they turn around and you know they're the, they're the ones just sitting in the room, but they're the ones calling the shots. You know, have they grown out of it? Have they? You know, are they still just in it because they need to be the ones to look after the younger fellas or, or the ones to be looked up to or something like that or upholding their rep? I mean, um, I, I feel like for you guys, you guys um, had no choice because you guys have been for it all. But do you guys think it's an age thing? Like, would, would you grow out of it? The whole um, gangster life and all that um, getting you into trouble shit, you know? One would think so. But I saw a guy... I was about seven. He was gray ass here and he was still, you know, like, they were like still hundreds. And I've seen some older island guys and I was like, it goes back to what Bounce said, like, you know, a lot of the population that went through mainstream, probably you delve in a bit, but there's very just a small percentage of brothers that are one percentage. It's all the way. Mm. And you're there talking about like, I think our unit had like eight units, probably 80 in a unit. There was that 640 inmates. Out of that 640, I would say maybe not even a third of that would have been, you know, that's just a guess. That's just a, another educated guess as well. Like, you know, just off the top of my head, just who I saw in our 80, there was probably like between five and 10 guys that I could, you know, confidently say, man, this guy's coming back. <laughs> this guy's yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, like Tupac said, man, I'm I'm not the baddest guy. I'm not the baddest G. You know, there's always somebody worse than you. And so mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, you know, like it's survival. Like you're not gonna fuck with the baddest dude in the unit. You could yeah. do it if you know, like whatever. But that's I ain't about that life. You know, I just rob people and take money. I'm a thief. You know, I ain't a killer or anything like that. You know, I'm just saying, aggravated robbery. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, yeah, we yeah, just yeah. talk about that shit straight. But. You know, I'm not trying to glorify it, but while we're in the mix having a solo north, the Usos, like, like I said, like, that's the essence of me, but i got to harness that guy. Yeah, I can't let him reoffend. And it's not like it's like, oh, yeah, i got it under control. There's some moments when, like, you know, I wanted to go do something stupid. Mm. And I'm going back to 2016 and 17 when we're struggling. Fucking the power bills at $1,000, the, the sky bill got cut, the glow box on red. You can't eat Papua more all day. You can't. You just come yeah. to a point when, yeah, I thought I'm making man. But that mm, comes uh, down. For me, I, I can't speak for society. But for me, I knew my mind was better. I knew I had a better education. Like, fuck, I wasn't going to just go that route. And I can't speak for everyone, though, because, like, when it comes to, like, things like mental illness, I never used to believe in. And I used to not ridicule people, but, like, be like, just need to harden up. You know, and just leave it at that, but yeah. man, when you open up, when you go through some of that yourself, like, and none of this hit me until my mom passed away. 
Then I'm like wondering, fuck, what the hell is this? You know, they saw this is the same thing I was laughing about this other guy. Mm. Then like, you know, like, it's a lesson learned and just relearning, like, you know, just like I said, Samoans, like, we can ever and we can be funny, but then we have that side too, like, where like, we're a bit, you know, Sawa, Fuwa, Whatever, I'm not gonna tell, I'm talking about, I'm talking about male masculinity, toxic masculinity. Yep. Like they're like, um, the classic example is not wearing our finger long cooker. If someone ever said that about my mama or my sister or yours, you know what's up. The woman's place is not the kitchen. The woman's place is not. The woman's place is wherever the hell she wants. Because, <laughs> you know, like, I just learned that by just respecting my mama and like, nah, there's just some things. But, you know, whether that's a part of the culture, because I still see it strong in the island, not, not to the point where it's arrogant, but just if you fuck around and go back to the, you know, some parts of Samoa and just have a look at how it is, it's, um, they got domestic violence as well. Mm. You know, like the issues that aren't brought to the forefront, but you know, they're throwing rocks, they're killing. It might not be brought to light because of recent elections and stuff, but there's some real out of it ways. And like, you know, you see it when like, who's scrapping in the city? Who's doing the king hits? Who's killing each other on the streets? Mm. Yeah, it's like, sorry, man, I'm just going on and on and on. Over to you, buddy. Over to you. <laughs> um, before we go for, uh, before we move on, uh, we just like to um, just thank our sponsors, um, our sponsors at Mask Familiar. So, um, again, uh, during level three lockdown, and also I think up until level two, uh, masks are still um, mandatory. So, uh, if you are after masks um, throughout uh, level three, level two, level one, level zero no level uh just you know we got uh, the team at mask familiar so um shout out to them they they've been uh, they've been amazing and they've they've jumped on with us um and helped us so uh they do custom uh masks so throughout this lockdown um i think they've been doing orders and now they can send them out uh from my understanding so at mask familiar over to you brother Barnes. sorry to the sponsors um, if they want to sponsor us as well, we're here. We're waiting for you guys to sponsor us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But just no, going um, back to, um, I think uh, just the question um, they also ask about um, the old OGs falling off the game. I think it comes, uh, for me, it comes down to two things, roles and responsibilities and what you're doing and experiences. I think, you know, you have like some OGs who grew up in the game and were the like sergeant of arms or the heavies. And so you'll see them grow and naturally lose what their skill set is, which is being heavy, doing the one outs, doing the heavy stuff. And as their journey goes up, you know, in 50s, 60s, they can't maintain that. And because that was their talent, that was their school set, you know, they naturally get left to the side and they naturally retire. Then the other, other guys, other OGs, you know, um, it's usually experiences that, that cut them off from not wanting to go any further. Um, they've either got a big bash, their family's had a loss, they, they've lost a child through the gang, gang, gang dramas, and so you, and they naturally fall off as well. And then you have the others who don't never will never fall off. Mm. And that, that's that's what I've seen. Like that's a pattern I've seen. Like people 
boys will fall off if their skill set is, is not use, useful anymore, or they've had experiences that will just traumatise them to not even belong anymore, and then the others are in the game forever. I just wanted to point that point out, Patton. Shigus, what was your guys' uh, guiding light? Like, see, prison is like uh, you either make it or break it sort of system, but what was your guys' guiding light? Like, making, oh, I know no. you guys said, like, you had that mindset, you don't want to be in the, like, in that life anymore. But was there any other, like, to guide you through the process of your leg? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think for me, me, it was, I had a, a bit of a different journey to the brother Hajo, who I'll take in after. My um, um I think my guiding light. Um, I think it started before. Like I, I wasn't on. A, I don't think I was on a trajectory towards prison. Um, oh, I was at university. I was um, second year university, trying to become a school teacher. And I think it was because um, you grow up, and then naturally, you know, um, you just you just fight. It's just part of growing up. At that time in the nineties, you you get in trouble, you fight it out, and carry on the next weekend. And that was a sort of a culture we, were, we grew up in. And every Saturday, there was always some scrap going on somewhere, like at the pen or the town or in the city, those sort of scraps. And so you just join in naturally because your boys are there. And so that, that was me going to uni and then hanging out, playing footy, getting up to trouble on the weekends, wherever it popped off, and then carry on the next weekend. And that was a sort of like journey that was going on. And you never really think that, that it's ever going to end up anywhere major. You just thought it was just natural because of, you know, you're fighting at the library when you're in the intermediate, you're fighting at the nightclubs in town, it just becomes a natural progression of what you're used to. And so it's not strange to you. And so yeah. I don't think it was strange back then. I was like, you know, um, play footy on Saturday, go out on Saturday night and something pops off, you, you're all in, you're all in. And then back at uni on Monday, trying to, trying to act all godly, you know, um, on Sunday, and that, that was the journey. And then like uh, when I reflect on it, it was always gonna end badly. If it wasn't me, it was going to be someone else, and then it, it ended up, it ended up, it ended up coming to the position where we we hurt someone pretty badly, that um, we were, we were going to go to jail no matter what the result was going to be. It was just trying to figure out how long. Um, and so then we got to prison, and I think the guiding light then was um my family and um um my co-offenders who were family anyway. I think going in together as a group, we kind of stuck tight. Um, and that that was. That was really um, an important because every place we went, in every prison we went to, there was always someone that knew someone in our little crew. Uh, we weren't we weren't a gang, but um, like we were painted out to be a gang in the in the in the media. Media. If you ever, yeah, if, if you ever went back to it, we were, we were the, would they label us a youth posse? And I was labeled a youth gang because I was the one who sent out a text. And next minute, I'm the youth gang. I'm the gang leader. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. how did you make me the gang leader? I just sent one text. Because <laughs> my text set off the domino effect, and so because I was the first one to set it off, and then next minute I'm the leader who's I'm um, coordinating like um like um a, a Vietnam no, operation like Vietnam <laughs> Vietnam yeah. operation. You know, like, the next minute when you get tagged with the label of like a mastermind or leader, mm. you, you're gonna mm. get the worst punishment, and I ended up getting the worst punishment. And so, you know, that, that's how it all unfolded. And then my guiding light was, it was just everywhere we went, um, the boys had enough um, respect in the prisons they were in that if they found out that I was part of that crew, you know, they were oh, yeah, this, um, this is blah, blah, blah's boys, this is blah, 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 boys. And similarly, where I went, I made sure that I did everything with respect. And you, you know what was funny? We had um, Suwaya Matangi 
he's a league player. He's he's over in um he's over in England at the moment now. And then similar story to him, how he got respect was um through crashing crashes um just um you know um rugby held on the courts, but they called it they called it crash in um inside, but. We all know, hold on, the courts is, 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 goes back to school. And so, so how he got his respect was he was just banging over all the gang members on the crash. <laughs> and then see, like, I was like, I don't really want to fight, but uh, I'm keen to, you know, show, shoulder charge some um, gang members. See, guys, why we, we it was banned at my prison, so probably your fault. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, <laughs> like if you get injured, you're not going to medical. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna get any medical attention. You're just gonna. No one's gonna do it after you, mate. <laughs> one panadol and it should fix it all. One yeah. panadol. <laughs> briefing, briefing, briefing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or only half tonight and half the other night. Only, only half. <laughs> well, half for your mate. Then. Doesn't you have to take it yeah, anyway? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, and that's pretty much <laughs> the journey. <laughs> So it was a long story about the guiding light, but um, so it wasn't as deep and meaningful as I thought it would be, um, brother. I think it was that brotherhood and that fellowship that we had together, and we kind of just looked out, out, out for each other, looked out for other inmates as well. We had um, it was really good. We had this, uh, you know, um, our shops. We we used to run, but we never made any money or food. Our shops in prison, you just you just <laughs> traded our um, food and that, <laughs> and we, we were losing money because we kept giving it away to. Yeah, for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep giving it away for free. And like my mate, my mate, who's like a uh, business minded, he's like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, bro, things hungry, bro. What a da, 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 da. Or like we're paying off people's bills. Like they'll get bills. Oh, bro, um, this guy's got a bill for this gang. This guy, and then, oh, bro, can I just use that to pay for his bill? And he's like, bro, we're not making any money. Paying off everyone's bills, and you know. So we we, we try to keep anyway, like um. Because my my idea is if I if I show respect wherever I go in in prison, not only because that's that's what I tried to do, I knew that if one of the boys is coming after me into this prison, he's more likely to get treated a lot more differently if he I if I left like trouble, like if I come into a unit and sparked it up and left trouble, and this another guy comes, yeah, oh you're um, bouncers mate, oh come here into the cell and we can um, <laughs> we can have a cup of tea, have a touch, <laughs> we can have a tea. <laughs> <laughs> Sing some praise and worship. <laughs> well, I'll take it, brother Hydro, and give him the background. Um, speaking of praise and worship, I want to apologize to the Hastings uh, Samoan Methodist Church. We only came for the biscuits. I know you were mad also, but that was 15 years ago. <laughs> I just want to say it forward. Um, <laughs> my shining light was 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 um, early on, like. Because I still didn't feel it was real. You know what I mean? Like, when you're on a high from running, the police is chasing you, you got away, and they keep trying to look at you. Like, you know, like, the first one, you're scared. The second time's a little less scary. The third time, like, damn, I'm rolling the sleeves up. The fourth, the fifth, for long and long it goes on, you're just in their zone, and you're just earning, earning. And, you know, we weren't the best earners. You know, all the Southside boys were earning heaps, and we're just hearing stories, but on the come up, and then... You get caught up, got caught, but just from the start, it didn't feel surreal. So like, I've always sung, I just sing or rap or whatever, you know, music is the thing. And what a lot of the older inmates would just say is like, hey, you got a cool spirit and attitude for someone that's about to do a legacy. I say, no, man, I'm going home, baby. <laughs> Me just being just young, dumb and stupid. 
And then, you know, like I said, like when that sentence came out and the family was crying, it was like, what? You know, and quick, it just hit me like, you know, like the next minute you're back in the cell, next minute you're getting transported, next minute you're in that cell alone and then you really feel it. <laughs> you know, that, that was my experience. But um, to be honest, it was just a lot of the older brothers. I'm not going to drop any names, but there were some heavy hitters in the time that I was in there. and and. They were cool, man. They looked out. How it also should look out. A little bit too late, because it came after the fact, after the fact that, you know, like I did something stupid to get in jail. But at least someone said it to me straight. And basically all the older G's say, if I see you back in here, I'm gonna give you a hiding. That's how simple it was. You know what I'm saying? You just need someone to say that, but it would be nice to say it to me outside, you know, but like, like I said, like, um, <laughs> We get a chance to go go again, and you know, like as long as we're we're alive, we still have chances to 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 go again and do things we wish we could have done better. Whether that's an education, whether that's changing your ways, whether that's trying to steer. For me, it, it's this uh, leadership program we got out west. Like one of the brothers on the board, he would always say, "You can't save the world, man." You know, when you have ideas, and I'll be like, "Let's get a food bank, man. I want to feed." And play, so you can't save the world. I'm like, but as time went by, like I get what he meant. Like you really can't save the world. You just have to pick a little area and just work there, and hope that it reciprocates to the next area. And there's another person like you or whatever that's gonna do it for those kids, or and so on and so on. Or even if it's a men's mental health group or a peer group, or no matter what it is, just to try and enlighten the 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 mind because you know it's a powerful thing. I don't really pay much attention to it, but you know, when you hear stories and especially like if you look at things like statistics for suicide and and we head down that route, which is yeah. that's deep stuff. You know, I don't really want to touch that because, you know, podcast, you know, with a bit of banter yeah. here and there, but we need to talk about it. And I saw hashtags on this men's mental health and if we can address those issues, because I feel like, you know, I don't want to come across this as, oh, that guy's a thicky, he just scratch jokes and whatever. I do have some serious stuff, but I'm not eloquent <laughs> like Barnes, you know? I find humor in just, that's just my way, my mechanisms. It's, I can't get rid of it. It'll always be there, like, but I, I like, on the real, like, I think there's a lot of stuff that I've learned and um, I'm just trying to address that within myself first. And then, like, you know, so around the boys, like, and I'm open with my own kids around the house. Like, I, I blaze weed. I voted for it. I don't know if you guys did, but I hope you do the next time. Please, let's get us over the line so we don't have to hide and act like criminals and stuff like that. You know, it's just, you know, if, if alcoholics can have their, that's just my run. Fans voted no. Nah, there we go. You know, <laughs> it's one of those, like, um, just because we vote indifferently or see different views, whether politics yeah. or whatever, doesn't mean no. we can't get along. But so, you know, like, hey, my dad told me, pretty nah, hell no, I hope you, you, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, trouble, boy. <laughs> but I was like, dad, you know, like, I try to tell him that, you what? But anyway, like, um, the starting life for me would be a lot of older guys said, hey, don't come back yet. You have a good attitude that you can go and carry on. Just just don't come back. I don't, I don't know what I was going to do. I was a, you know, metal polisher. And I just went there because it was an easy job to get. It was five minutes from my house. And then, you know, all the boys were there, but um, I really didn't think of a future. That's what I want for these boys now who are about from 13 to 17. I want them to have many plans. At the moment, a lot of them are playing league. But we're more than league players, eh? You know? Mm. We are bad. And, you know, like, oh, there's just too many of us. But, like, it would be nice to see some other fields represented as well. 
like other spaces, not just sports. But I mean, if that's the thing, then you better play for the Warriors or the Blues or ah uh, man, I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, you, you better. You better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for me, it was just older guys who who actually told me, "Don't come back, don't come back here." Mm. I see you, your boy. You're gonna. So yeah. Um, uh, you touched on on one of the. I think earlier you said about um when you see one of the boys and you, you saw that oh shit this guy's going to be back again um I think we had the same kind of um learnings when I was at uh, when I was doing youth work with um uh, Wills and you know uh, we saw that in youth coming through like you just knew. The first time you see this this kid come through, or second time, you know he's just going to be caught up in the in the system. But um, I'll, I'll hand it over to Wills because I think um he'll probably touch more on it. This is see, I'm talking about maybe how's it six seven years ago, but I don't know. Has a lot changed for youth? Um, uh, Wills. Nah, well, 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 I guess um, I think there's all those same patterns depending on uh. Um, their, their upbringing or, or whatever is in their space. Um, just, I mean, alluding to um, the boys that are coming through now, they're coming through in different things. Um, I think Barney spoke about, um, you know, like it's us trying to, how do we give them enough life skills um, to continue doing the $9.50 an hour compared to getting the $2,000 just for the, you know, just for that um, hard and fast cash, um, it's it's like at the moment I'm I'm um, working with youth, troubled youth. They're going through the justice system, so all we're tra- we're trying to just do is get them to teach them how to make your bed, teach them how to get up and have a routine of getting up early in the morning. You know, these these kids are are, are going to bed late. They're, there's no structure, there's no routine. Um, so teaching them the basics. That's and I think that those fundamentals work for them. They could use that as a vehicle for when they're back at home, getting into those routines for work and anything else. Well, so how how long does one kid stay at, at one of the houses that you? Yeah, it, it depends on, on on the kid's situation, whether they're um, pending court um, or whether um, whether there's no there's no placement for them. Um, so they could be with us overnight and they could be with us for up to eight weeks. Um, and in that time, we, we try and do as much as we can. So, man, I'm, I'm loving hearing what the what the Usos have got um, with their leadership program because I think um, we're based out west as well. That's something that we want to tap into too because um, I think this Talanol helps. Um, every young person is going to go to a different organisation um, and if we can all kind of um, put something on the table, and at least they can kind of grab that, um, and we be the bigger resource for them to grab that one thing. So, man, happy as nice. That's okay, man. Yeah, hopefully yeah, let, you guys let's, can link up. Yeah. Let's let's uh, touch on that leadership and how everything came about. Um, more so on the on the on the leadership uh, brothers, if that's okay. Yeah, we um um. Yeah, yeah, just it just came about like we had we had discussions about what we wanted to do. Uh, firstly, actually, we wanted to know where we wanted to place ourselves, and um, well, it was always gonna it was always gonna be West. I think South because I work I work um, currently in my day job. I work in South Auckland. I'm in Monaco, um, and then so they they've got a lot of services there. 
um, because the need is there. The absolute numbers, the need is there. And I think we, when, when we chose to be our West Auckland, it was because um, most of us are from here, some from Central, um, but also um, I had, I still have like, um, I feel like I have an onus to my community to give back and I haven't really given back to West Auckland. Um, and thirdly, I think the need is a lot more um, acute and intense out here. Um, though the numbers and absolute numbers of people struggling and, and, and vulnerable positions out here is not as big as South Auckland, I think the need is greater because um, those that are struggling are really, really struggling because we would rather struggle out here because we call it home. So we're giving up more of our money for rent that is really, really high. Um, so a lot of things suffer. And we, we, we just shoulder the we just shoulder shoulder the hardship. And I thought like we need to be here in the community. We need to focus our efforts to those that are really, really struggling. And then we wanted to do it in a way which um, tapped into our um, passion. And Leo's passion was um, kickboxing. And then Mikey's passion was working with youth. And us here, we were kind of just a, um, a circle of trust, really, to kind of keep everything locked in. And so we would be like, um, not just two or three eyes on these young people, it's six and seven eyes on these young people. And we just thought, this is how we're going to play it out. And we created a formula where um, it wasn't, like, we, we really get annoyed when people call it a gym. It's not a gym. It's not a gym. We're not here to just to train people. We're not here just to train you and do a 45-minute um, F45 class. We're not here to do that. We're here to... Jokes, jokes, jokes. Jokes, um... Shout out to your 45 and their $50 um, weekly fees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's up with that, man? It's like $6 a week. <laughs> Everything's free yeah. at the Maka Leadership Program. Our gym, <laughs> our gym is free. Everything's free here, man. No $50 a week um, programs, man. But we want it to be, well, just enough. We want it to be accessible. So everything is free here. We don't charge for nothing. Um, if, all the young people, if you've got anything needs, we, we, we try to link them in with different services and different people as well. And so we so we created our formula of um, they do mutual training, but it's kind of like um, overlaid with um, um, so um, our formula is 15 minutes um, intros, life skills, 30 minutes training, 50 minutes reflection and feedback. So we we anchor our training on those two things. So we encourage emotional reg regulation, um, confidence, um, fellowship. Um, um, being able to speak in public settings and so those sort of um, things we try to encourage for our young people um, I know I'm not the trainer I'm just here watching usually I'm the one buying food and so when they finish training or their sessions there's food there for them as well so that's where it grew from it grew from our passion but we just didn't want them to come here train and leave we wanted them to have a home and so we're just building that at the moment building our a little place here in, um, in Henderson as a home for these young people to come to. And then from that, we've we've extended ourselves. So we extended it to open up the community. So we have wider community classes because when we're having the, um, the young people in, their families were just sitting, watching. Mm. And so we were like, man, well, what about for them? So during the week, we have free um, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, um, and MMA nice. classes. It's all free too, but we don't, we don't charge anyone. And we've just gotten nice. a collection of our friends who are skilled in these spaces and who wanted to volunteer an hour a day for us. But, but on, on the cups of that, we're hopefully we're getting some funding in the next couple mm -hmm. of weeks to pay our trainers who come in and volunteer their time now. So 
will be able to um, respect their skill set by rewarding them what they're worth. And then, so that's how the, our leadership program came along. We're building, we're trying to get um, our, uh, our young girls. Um, we've had a, you know, we've had questions, are is this for girls as well? But it's not for girls, our leadership program at the moment. But so we're building into, um, we're at the moment we're building into uh, uh, young girls, our young ladies, sorry, um, leadership program. Um, yeah, so that's where that is at the moment. Anything you want to add also, um, Hadju? Yeah, and um, it's been awesome, boys. Uh, I didn't know what I was bringing my nephews to, but um, it's been great for them because um, otherwise they've just been left to their own, you know, like their devices and just, um, you know, because sometimes we get caught up. We, we're not really monitoring our, our kids. Not the way our parents monitored us, but, you know, we're a little bit loose. We have, you know, we adapted off times. We have, it's a, you know, a technological age where, there's a lot of gadgets out and about and stuff like that. And bringing the kids here, it's refreshing because, you know, they can't play on toys. You know, they got to listen. But, you know, what I really like is the lessons. So the lessons, it'll start off, let's say, let's talk about hope. And then, you know, like we'll have some little cards and just little brainstorming ideas where you're not forcing them, but you're getting them to reflect what, not be shy. And, you know, not hold it in and just give stupid one-word answers. And because, you know, like, I'm just like, Sadie, my mouth brings you out my ear. <laughs> 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 nah, nah, you know, you're just like, you're hoping they would engage us. So it's been cool because, you know, the first week you could tell who were the guys that, like, you know, oh, yeah, these will be our, like, not alpha, but these are our, our leaders, our young male leaders. And then see the shy ones sort of just slowly break out and, and the numbers have been higher. This has been the best thing. It's just been the opposite to all the courses I used to take. <laughs> you know, we started high numbers and still have high numbers. It's, it's just it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And it's just, I'm just proud to be a part of it and just um, contribute. Because like as Vance said, like, the end of the day, you want to give back. Whether it's give back to, like for me, or be my Samoan community, to my Roscoe, to Maris, to my school, and just, just where I've, I've grown up and places that I claim. And, definitely need to do a lot more eh? we can definitely do a lot more for our communities so um but this is just one way like you know um does it matter that i'm not from ranui no it doesn't what matters is that like we're here and we're just trying to do something for this area so like um slowly but surely it's gonna stay around we're approaching a year it's nearly our first birthday uh you know the idea and then um the pilot program, you know, look at these islanders, eh? Just trial and error pilot. See, the mongrel mob only did like a four to six or, or, the, or the trust associated. It was a short pilot and they got 2.7 mil. Hey, Jacinda, we're like on like turn four now, man. I just want 7.7 mil. People, I'm just saying, like, we got data, we can track it, we can do all this stuff and, and it's cool because just moving forward, that's something we're looking at. But at the moment, it's all up, man. We spend more money here than <laughs> than anything. That's that's a collective. Just and you know we've been fortunate to reach out and just slowly start getting into being funded and stuff. But um, you know it's never about the money, eh, brothers. It's always about it's always about you know the the main goal and that is um, your target. Our audience is the youth. So for us, it's always been about the youth, and we're just going to encourage it. That was probably something we were like strict on that. Just be boys, cut the girls out, you know, no distraction. We're boys, you know, it's hard enough. Because, you know, women get all the love, eh? I want to stick up for the fellas. 
I'll take one for the team. We're all going to get starved here. It's going to be cancel, cancel, or everyone, but women always get love. Our daughters, yes, mom, everyone. But it's hard for a man. It's hard for tomorrow, a son, a kari'i. It is. We just got to champion ourselves. And, you know, it's good to see all the brothers doing their things. And um, whether that's blog, YouTube, podcast, just good to see us get out and about and just have something for us, you know, like, because once it's not the Usos anymore, then, you know, changes, guys. Hey, <laughs> you know, everyone just has to be, you know, they got to catch coming out. You got to be, hey. That was actually like, you know, change fun. <laughs> no, yeah. But, you know, just, um, that's the, the leadership. You just want to reflect leadership. I don't know what leadership to me, I have a version of it. It's Roger, two of us, Sheik. It's the greatest leader there has ever been. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, we just, we just wanna... <laughs> have to go there. Have to go there. Now, so your next year, we'll sell you next year. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're. We know when your team doesn't have an NL Premier just... you just can't say anything, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the, the aim was to keep this going. So we decided to just go. Let's just do one year. We'll do like every ten week block for the school term. We'll just go mm-hmm. six week block if we can. COVID stuffed a lot of things up, but we've been able to catch up with the boys on Zoom for a once a week check in, just to see how they are and just just to check up on the boys. So um, that's been cool because that's what we have. But uh, I'm really looking forward. It's been what. It's been ages since we actually teed up together, but it's going to be a little bit further with level restrictions and, you know, just to, not just our boys, but to our boys especially, like, you know, hang in there, mate. I, I doubt they're watching this. They don't look up to us like that, eh? Just for food, eh? You know, you try and go and do things and they're like, nah, eh. but really, they just want your bank card. You know, that's what it is. You know? <laughs> We don't want to hang around with, you know, this super old, but, you know, love it, love it, brothers. And we just not, like, the, the aim wasn't to try and just start something and just keep it. Like, you know, the aim is to have a model that works and then, you know, everyone can run with it. What you do outside your lessons, that's cool. We didn't have to copy what we're doing. But if there was something like Maka Leadership everywhere, I'm getting, like, it's cool, man, because, you know, we want to cross over stuff. Not just that. At the moment, it's a lot of uh, martial arts, but... Or rugby league, we're going to try and sign a league academy and try and tune out some league players because, like, I coached my son and then, like, currently have about three boys that are once made the NRL. And, you know, those are like cool little successful wins as well. And, you know, like, a lot of guys, as I said, a lot of our people channel sport first. But, you know, like, you know, like, we never know. Like, you know, you could be um, channeling the next um, mm. advocate for. For you know, I don't know whatever, like or yeah. politicians or people that want to advocate for our people in services and stuff. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, talking too much. Pass it back to you, it's metal, it's metal. Hmm. you guys are doing? I'm, I'm, you know, working in prison, you meet everybody, eh? And I say when you meet everybody, uh, I've met fucking I had a dad, a son, a nephew in the same unit, you know. Spoken to the guy, he said all he knows is gang life and all that, you know, and then you introduce him to a quick word, which is change, or that you can do, you can change 
the next thing, you know. So, and it's something he's he's never heard of. Um, he's not he's not um, he's not used to that. He's only used to gang. You know, everybody's a patch member. He's a patch member. His son's going to be a patch member. His son doesn't even can't even speak, but he he's already destined to be a patch member. You know, um, so it's good to hear what you guys are doing at West. Um, it's something that if you've been in that line of work or if you have been locked up, you would know or you would see. You know, um, I can see Wills is like nodding his head because he knows it's like it's that's this is this is the only thing that could change that end of the story, eh? You know, um, so it's awesome to see you guys do your thing out west. Um, I do believe there is heaps out south, so it's to, to know that there is one out west that's doing as well as you guys are doing. It's that's mean, that's that's massive. Um, so yeah, man, hats off to you guys, you guys are doing an awesome yeah. job. Just, just going off what Muffy's saying as well is that, is that you know when you you go into uni or whatever they are they're asking you about what's your model of practice for when you're you're working with whoever um, you can't you you can't um, show the kids um, theory if you've you know because you've already experienced it all that was like my like my journey itself they said you know when I wanted to go um, do youth work and do all these get all these roles they said oh you need papers i was like hey man i've got all the experience in the world. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you need papers so i was like there's, <laughs> there's either two ways either i just you know I, I just turn up every day and hate it and just be there for 10 years and then kind of get that role or i go get the papers when i got papers and then the person that was signing my um paychecks i'm actually signing his paychecks <laughs> So that's, that's the reverse. <laughs> Let's the go. Reverse Let's go. But that's that's why I love um, working with youth. I love hearing, um, you know, what you guys are doing. And and it's something too, like, if youth come through my service, you know, that's somewhere where I would go, hey, go check out this program because yeah. I know the story. I don't know a story by somebody throwing up all these slideshows of this and that. Um, I've heard your journey. And I know that the boys will um, relate more to that as well. And it's a safe space for them. Yeah. And I guess just take, take it into what Wills are saying, I think we, we uh, another thing as well, a conversation we've had over the last years that we didn't, we didn't just want to, this to be the reform thug story. Mm. We wanted to really, we really wanted to really uh, underpin what we are doing in this um, charity with some really solid um, practices. Mm. We didn't want to be cowboys. Mm. We didn't want to come in, flash in the bang and disappear next year. So we've been we've worked really hard to ensure that um, our governance skills up to scratch, our paperwork is up to scratch. Um, and we've aligned ourselves with the Aratayohi, Manatayohi principles of youth work. Mm. So we've um, adapted the code of ethics into yes. our practice, and that's what we're working with at the moment. With, um, so 30, we, we, we dedicate 30 minutes a day to go over um, these youth work principles. So we're trying to adapt that into what we're doing here. So um, we're looking at the long game. We don't want to. We want to make sure that it's a lasting impact, and we we don't want to be a viral. Because um, you know this is the gener generation of um, virality, really. Yeah. Like everything goes viral, and you forget about it to the next one. So we wanna, we wanna remain. We wanna, you know, be a constant in our young people's lives, and we wanna be grassroots, bottom up, top up, side, left, right, built. 
We want all the experiences here. Um, and it's, when we reflect on it, it's a really big challenge to build a charity with six boys who have no experience in building charities. Um, we're not accountants. Um, well, we're not social workers as well. Um, we all have an experience. And um, I've worked for several um, NGOs and charities as well. And we don't, like, we're not on the big scale as, for example, like Waipadela Trust. Um, those sort of like, um, you know, like Vakatotua and Manukau and all those big organizations, we're not that size. So uh, we understand there's, there's a real big hill to climb for us as, as um, trustees of a charity now. We understand the responsibility, but we really want to do justice to that space. Also, we want to find our lane. I know like um, Brother Hajjo is saying we can't do everything, we can't help everyone. All we can do is what we're good at and find our lane and make sure we're damn good at it. Um, you know, we don't want to be jack of all trades and master of none. And so that's where our journey is at the moment. We've been working patiently. I know some of our trustees, um, they're not as patient as we are, but um, it's just reminding them that like we're in the long game. We can't go flash and bang and, you know, get all these likes on Facebook, but not deliver the content and substance to our young people. You know, we don't want to make a mistake. mistake. I think all of us um, in some way or another have been with youth services, have come to youth justice and we know the mistakes. We don't want to make those same mistakes again. And, for, and, to, and to be honest, like there's, um, there is a, a spirit of judgment um, on, on brown organizations on not doing things right, on not using the funds right, on not doing the right practices. And when you have six trustees on a charity and three of them are ex-convicts, you know, the magnifying glass becomes even bigger. Like even talking to you guys now, and even even like talking on our on our own um, podcasts about our previous convictions, it's a real danger for us because, as Wills will know, you know there, there's a certain duty of care to your young people, and if you're sending them to a place where there's possible like offenders, you know that's real dangerous. That's real dangerous. So we're conscious of all those ingredients in the mix and trying to do justice to our young people by making sure we're legit, making sure that we've done our homework and making sure we're not cowboys because our young people deserve the best and we want to do the best for our young people. We want to do the best for us and we want to do the best for our people because if we're going to fly the flag and we're going to pass on the torch, we want to make sure we're, pass, we're passing it on in flames. Oh, sorry, I felt like I was um, grandstanding there. Sorry, brothers. Bro. <laughs> uh, talk, talk. That makes sense, bro. Flame through Boys, uh, before we continue, I got to shoot off to Mahi. But uh, Hydro Barnes, thank you for uh, taking the time to join our little podcast, boys. Appreciate what you're doing out there for our people. Uh, but sorry, boys, I got to get it for work. No worries, also. <laughs> what do I tell the boss? Hopefully we can uh, yeah. have another time no, soon. See you soon, my man. Hi, boys. But yeah, bro. Um, back to back to uh, the Maka leadership uh, program. Um, where do you guys see yourself in uh, five years or so? What's the what's the big uh, plan? Um, to gain more numbers, or I want Maka leadership rings. Gonna 
Nah, that's good. That's from some cheap shade, you know. Hey, that's the thing. I just, I'm sorry if I offend anyone with, with someone in mind with that. That was just me, just to be funny. Also, I hope that our boys now will be taking the next classes. And the idea, we don't know how we're going to model it. This was obviously a pilot and trial and error, whether we've done too much. We'll, we'll, we'll assess it at the end of year one and just see what resources we have. Because at the moment, even um, the also who's um, been the, a steady financial mainstay for us and, and paying for the fees for the hiring of this and letting us use the space, like, you know, it all adds up when it comes out of your own pocket. You know, I don't want to be just, you know, going, hey, hey. I left my money somewhere now. <laughs> you know, like, I hope I can just, you know, I can't do the Spencer, you know, like, this is the advantage you got to, you know, like, I have to sort of be careful and stuff, but, um, you know, just for what the podcast is, like, um, we hope the boys just turn out to be great leaders and just, in turn, pay it back to those coming behind. Similar to what something was, Barnes was saying about wanting to be careful what to leave behind in case, Someone you know follows behind in your footstep, and if you've done a great job, like should take care of itself, and it should be the alofa should be passed back on. So, yeah, that's we we hope to just keep going. Also, we're not going to try and grow big because, like you know, the idea is like you want to be able to manage his budget, not be cowboys and fall short in any area. So, like at the moment, now we kept our numbers at fifteen. I think we initially said ten, and then more people oh, came on, you know. Then it went twelve, and then it was just. It was just growing and growing, but if we didn't cap it and we weren't able to cope with the capacity, like it would have looked real bad. So it's been good. It's just sometimes when you get home and then you know, oh, the boys' program, just like life, say, you just gotta just plug along. And if you're committed and you're in, you're all the way in. So, you know, that's what I know. Like my role with Maka leadership is just to keep bringing my nephews, it's good for them. And also, because I'm a builder by trade. And also, like his music, those are like some skills. Like, I don't know if you, well, builder, you can get work. That's you know, but like with music, that's more like the arts. That's my give back as well. You know, I was just not all the kids are gonna wanna, you know, be UFC fighters or whatever. You might find one or two that might wanna play an instrument. And exactly, exactly, and so you know, those are some skills I wanna bring too. And some of the other boys have other skills, um, fitness training and weight strength conditioning training. So yeah, like the aim is just to start here. Who knows, brother? At the moment, there's no plan. But Maka leadership it is the helm. It's it's the it's the flagship at the moment for the brotherhood continues trust. And just a shout out to the name. Um, just you know, during our um, our trial and error name for like you know, I was a fan of Nipsey Hustle. The marathon continues. The brotherhood continues down at Slosson and, and where they were, and we were like Avondale and Roscoe. So, you know, the idea of, of us just keeping that, because Avondale holds it down where they hold it down for West Side and Roscoe holds it down for Central all day. Like, it is what it is. Like, you know, you roll with fans one night, if he was to take you down the deep dark roads of Avondale, and if I was to take you through the deep dark roads of Roscoe, like, you know, it's not a nice place, but we have all sorts that still slanging in there and still stuck there. and. But I don't want to talk shit about the gangsters because, you know, like I said, some of them are brothers, but that's all they have. You know, there's another part of this chapter of society and, you know, it, it's deep. You know, you can't just blame it on gangs. We've got to, you know, depact and break that down to poverty, uh, low socioeconomic areas. Um, mm. Take it back to the dawn raids if you have to. Like, you know, once we decompartmentalize everything, 
we might get some answers, but at the moment, they're just blaming the gangsters for just being troublemakers. But if mm. we were to ask them their story and just take it right back to how, you know, the formation and why they feel safe there, there's also issues. But just my main concern is that they're murking each other and we can't have that shit. Not in the mm. 09, the same Western Sydney, but slowly and surely, like, you know, every week, every night. There's a reason why the helicopters are out and it's not just a spy on us. <laughs> well, hopefully they're doing their work. And those police resources are doing what they got to do because can't be free for all in the city of Auckland, man. Like, you know, I want to feel safe. You know, I don't want to just go mm. and just be a, a member or, you know, someone that's got caught up in the whatever, like, you know, because they can yeah. spell out like this. So the most important thing about us, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not the leadership. I want them to have options. And that's not taking away from many of our brothers that's still in these gangs. But we want the boys to have options where that's far from their mind, you know, like, that's that's gonna have an easier route in society and not be already because we're behind the ball the April you know like we, we never got the same yeah. start we're not privileged we're, we're colonized and all that stuff it's been a while since I went on this and started calling everyone up but I'm seeing all these effects we never addressed it so how the fuck we supposed to fucking move on from anywhere if we're not going to address the shit that made us this way but, you know, they say, ah, you know, the attitude of, oh, well, then break you, we'll make you. It's not true, man, because our people are still suffering. We're like, you know, represented in the wrong statistics and everything from the law, prison, suicide, fights, violence, gangs, you name it. And then we also have a lot of positives like um, sports teams. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we're starting to feature high in acad academic side of stuff, whether that's professionals, lawyers, more doctors, more more judges, more, you know. But then also there's a lot of islanders now doing small businesses and just starting to, you know, work for themselves and, and not be a yes man, yes man. So, Maka leadership is just, who knows, brother? Just hopefully we don't yeah. fail the boys and we just keep this going and... You guys get us back for another episode, and you know we, we tell you guys more great Always. stories than you guys on Always. our episode. We saw that we haven't done a podcast in ages. We've tried to launch one, Barnes has tried one, but when you actually pull away and do stuff for the community, like that ties up a lot of yeah. time. And then you know, thank God that we're able to have uh, an online forum, but because we still like just get people in the studio, and it was hard to try and organize people's time. Bro, that's but that's the opportunity, man. I've been locked down. I'm talking a lot, man. I've been seventeen down, man. Hey, brother, get I'm it off your chest. <laughs> get it off your chest. <laughs> oh, it's just, just a lockdown in general, feels... like you know. It's been nice to just um, do something like this, and then hopefully, like you know, it'll kick. Thanks, brothers. It'll just kickstart us to do more of our episodes on what we need to address as well, as well. Because um, as funny as things can be, you know, as we catch up, we've got to. We've got to stay and grind and, and advocate for what Concrete Convo always did. And, you know, there's some pressing issues at the moment out in the community that a uh, few politicians yeah. can be caught out on. <laughs> I think the, um, um, how I caught wind of your guys, uh, your podcast, um, uh, a mutual friend of ours, um, when we started the podcast, he was like, bro, um, have you heard of Concrete Convos? And then, and during that time when I found out, um, you guys were actually going live, and then I heard the the stories that were shared. It was just, and you've put it um yourself um, uh, brother Hydro. You said you know this is um true honest uh, talks, you know um chats or yarns, and it's just raw, 
because that's that's the only way that we all learn is if we don't share our hurt with our people, and then you know we hope that the the people that we share it with will learn from our hurt, and that's just the way it, the the cycle is going to continue. While we hope to change that change that hurt, and then put it into um, perspective, you know we that's just the way us Papali, uh, Island Maori, that's how we all learn is from the hurt. So I, I like that, and then I just kept following, following, and then um. I was waiting for more podcasts and then with, without like doing much research, I, I seen um, the, uh, what do you call a podcast share, uh, your Maka leadership program and then the, um, your charitable trust. I was like, damn, these guys are going hundred. So I knew, I knew then that you guys are just, yeah, the podcast there, it's still waiting. It's still, still going, but you guys are actually looking to help the community first. And I was like, oh, Make it moves. you know, Make it moves. yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the way, you guys are uh, that, that's the story i've i've followed um so i i mean credit to you guys uh, i know you guys um how you said um you want to keep uh keep the the podcast going but i know um if no one else out there is following but these guys are doing big moves big moves thank you Uzo. yeah uh, definitely um it's, it's just something that, um, like I said, like Barnes drives a lot of it for me personally as well. Like, you know, I see him as our leader. We all do. And that's his line of work. As with Wills, like um, working with youth and stuff, especially with them, like, you know, all day, every day for eight weeks. Like um, there's some bonds that you don't intend to build. And then when you do build and then just as along your journey, you know, like, oh, no, it's important. It's important for them to actually have a bigger brother, an older brother. As, as Barnes was saying, like, we don't just have two sets of eyes, we got six here. So the boys, you know, they got like six older brothers that's just looking out for them instead of just the one. They just, you know, like, share the workload around each other and just, that's, that's, um, those are things that you can't buy with money, you know? Those are things that, like, I'm a builder, I do music and all that. But end of the day and all that shit, this, the stuff we do here for, for the boys, that's way more, gratifying that's way more satisfying there's no dollar value on it it's just smile value feel good value at the end of the day like you know like it's, it's not about accolades it's just about them knowing that like you know they don't have to not get along and even though some kids go messy some go custom some go here like you can you can just come from different spaces or different cultures because at the end of the day we were polynesia people that's what we wanted to do we wanted to address our people um it's hard because um sometimes you know like we've got to remember whose house we're in we're in um we're in uncle Horn's house this is you know Aotearoa, first and foremost the indigenous people who own the land and we're cousins you know we're we are cousins we're staying over your house cuz <laughs> you know like um but sometimes a lot of our maori people don't get they get forgotten about we got a phone at the town hall like i said and you know like I'm sure like there's still a lot of um dissatisfied people with what they got through that treaty. I'm just yes. saying, like, you know, there's a formal apology, but then they gotta make right. They gotta, you know, we gotta take this right back and make it right. But you know, like just to keep things moving forward, like that's always at the at the back of my mind is like, let's just give back, focus on what we're doing here and I gotta just do my part, you know, whatever I do for the community, for the trust, mm. whether that's the driver 
whether that's, you know, chip in and just spend my pay on these guys. You know, whatever it is, bring the yeah. PlayStation. Because Barnes does a lot too, you know, and he has his family and kids. Sometimes you wonder, like, holy shit. Yeah, why is it going to kick you that soon? You got spent so much time <laughs> and your resources and effort. But that's all love, you know. That's And I know that they support because they can see it's out of love as well. So it, 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 it's going to take a village to to keep a lot of these boys. We, we had one boy that we didn't see anymore. And like, you know, he was already probably the roughest one that's already been locked up. Boys home at some time. And it would have been nice to try and... Because, um, you know, like majority of our kids are good kids. You know, they've, they've yeah. got a good with managed to capture them early. You know, like, you know, we'll just maintain that. But then, you know, like that one kid that met him, like, and he had potential to be, you know, good hands, good kicks, fast fit. Like, you know, he was that guy. Like, if it went down, eh, he'd probably be, but, you know, like just no schools would accept him, um, just troublesome. And, you know, he wasn't. We're not a service provider, and you know, who, the, the uncle bought him, and you know, we wish we could stay, but they've changed service providers, so you know, we don't have contact with him. And those are the sad stories. Those are the kids we wish still stay because you know, he enjoyed it. It's different from him because when you go back to the hood, and then you know, you're back with the boys, and then you know, when you're 15 and you're hanging around 21 year olds, sometimes it's not ideal, you know, because mm. we learn some things, but like I said, if you know, then no one, they just need someone to. That's all, man. I'm just taking along and just trying to trying to do some good moves um, as I progress towards the senior senior side of my life. God damn, that's a senior way of CEO. Like, before I get old, yeah, you know, like I just I just wanna promote him, promote him. The man speaking, promote him. He's speaking the truth, bro. I think he wants to run the company, bro. Come on, give it to him. <laughs> That brings us to a funny point, actually, because when we created the charity, you know, charities have officers, like they have a chairperson, secretary, treasurer, and all that. Um, we, we intentionally just, <laughs> there is no chairman. So we're all trustees. So they call it a collective. So we're a collective of trustees. And we did that intentionally so we didn't have to have, like, a hierarchy role. We want it to be, you know, like a cover circle, you know, there's, everyone's all good, the same. So we took that mentality and our charity is based on the cover circle. We all trust these, we all trust each other pretty much. So there's no chairman, there's no leader, and there's no getting promoted because there's no way to promote you to. There's no way to get promoted to. Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> but it sounds like um, Brother Hydro wants to take the, the the lead on this one, bro. Just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> just for tonight, bro. Just for tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Just, just quickly, yeah, no, uh, Brother Hydro. Um, yeah, brother. Cause I'm 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 in Mount Roscoe, man. Um, do you know you know the the, the car crew that play their their bloody speakers <laughs> at two and two in the morning? Also, all of the Mount Roscoe page getting blown up, and everyone wants to know. I'd say probably just some of the youth around the area. I've seen one car with about fifty speakers on it one day. I was like, we totally. Do you wish me permission to speak on the car? No, no, I don't know who it is. Also. I don't know who it is, I just, but you know, like, yeah, 
They've got some good songs, though. They got some good songs, but it's too early in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what they're saying, if you're watching this, it's like they want some bass in there as well. Um, just a question and, and and shout out to the chat for coming through. Um, I think there's been um a, a lot of um people with you know and encouraging yourselves to keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, and I think one from the old Swanky who should be working, but the man's still tuning in. But he says, uh, how do the boys uh, reset to look after their mental and just sort out their recenter or recenter themselves? Uh, I'm going to be a smart man here and just uh, give you the PC answer, yeah? yeah? Also, for me, it's music, man. I got my headphones all day. And I just reset, um, what am I listening to at the moment? It's one of my missus songs, and I was like, you know, like, because she always thinks she's got better taste than me, but I'm like, actually. But anyway, like, I, I gave her props and said, man, what's that song, man? On Father's Day, because I was, like, doing the barbecue, you know, like, how, you know, like, if you go back, it's funny barbecues. If you go back the last 20 years, it's just me and another guy on the barbecue all 20 years. And it's like, totally. Anyone's been doing barbecues in our family. This shit's got to change, man. This has got to change. But anyway, I was in the barbecue and one of the songs came on and like it was a beautiful song and um, you weren't like to stop, you know, like just trying to brag that, yes, yes, oh yeah, yes, I was here like this song. But yeah, music. Like music is my escape more than anything. Like um, I play the Kikala as well. So that's all I do, brothers. There was anything I didn't have a 14 inch TV inside. I couldn't afford the 150 dollar check fee up at RO before it came processed down to the unit. Mm-hmm. I had to wait till after you know a long time to beg someone to send me something. But I just had a key color, man, and that's how I got a lot of joints and stuff. Boys would be like, "I'm bringing a guitar." Like, oh man, that's my bro. You know, like you bother, you do what you do, and and it was cool. But you know, like I, I taught a lot of guys how to play, how to strum. I'm no like. Um, Jimi Hendrix or anything like that, or or George Benson, but bro, um, I love playing the guitar, man. I was good with chord progressions, I sort of knew, and you know, I met other cool guitarists who were good at picking, and it was just it, just the love for music, and just, because you know how people, like, nearly everyone has a cousin or a brother, you know, like, when you go somewhere, he's like, you man, eh? You know, like, everyone has someone in the crew that's, you know, 10 of us can sing, but only one of us can play the guitar sort of stuff. Well, you know, a few. And I was there for wherever I went with my family and friends. And to this day, I still play. She still rides shotgun with me. My, my girlfriend sits at the back. Nah! <laughs> jokes, baby. Jokes. Like, oh, you know, like, change but but um, for me, it's music. It's always been music. And so that's my... Shadows. Um, my reset. What do you call it? Um, Banja said that you got the job. You don't have to keep going on about the. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you got the job already, okay? Don't worry. Well, I'm guys over and they go, "Well, yeah, this is the interview." Sorry. Is this, a, is this uh, a podcast or a job interview? <laughs> 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 
Bro, that's that, that's that's the, that's the funny thing too, because I've been doing um interviews, and you know, um, bro, I hope nobody's listening, but <laughs> interviewing somebody, eh? and 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 their um their CV isn't, you know, you're you're listening to them, you're like reading their CV, you're like, hey, so you start doing the. <laughs> and, then <you> go, <laughs> and then you just turn it off and go, oh, sorry, uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> frozen, frozen, frozen. Frozen. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, can, um... I, can I see my CV? <laughs> Have a look at it, please. <laughs> oh, if you can pass the urinist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not tonight. <laughs> Maybe not tonight. <laughs> Ask me in two weeks. <laughs> oh man, three days with a lot of running, a lot of water, man. <laughs> Get the sweats on, man. Um, a lot of laps around the yard. Got <laughs> strange behaviour from him today. Testing. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'll answer the same question. Uh, me, family time, just chilling with my family. Um, Oh, we'll, we'll, our chill time is movies. We do a lot of movie watching. Uh, man, yeah, just all movies. Eh? So we're just movie freaks together. So it's my time to recenter. And prayer as well. Like I, um, prayer is like a, it's not just a quiet time for me. Prayer is like a, um, like when I go to a family's home and like, like, like recently delivering fruit parcels, always send a prayer out to the house. And, mm. and before I get out of the car and, and hopefully it gets to them well. Eh? So that's, that's another way I recenter. And that as well, so yeah. Mm. Nice, nice horse. I think I've, in the past, um, anybody's asked anytime uh, anybody's asked us that question, mine's um always been this. As old as I am, that's what that's what keeps me sane. Uh, lockdowns, I'm sorted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there or not, but I mean, like each to their own. Used to, I used to train six days a week. As you can see, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it's. I think we always ask our, our guests, you know, that 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 reset question because, I mean, like like you guys, um, and the amount of work you guys are putting in, it's not leaving you much time for family, you know, because your passion pushes you, you know, you could you could still be at home and still think about work, you know. So having that reset to to not just let it go, but just to you know step back, have a little break from, I mean at least your mind anyway, because your mind is constantly turning over and and trying to think of the next best idea or the next you know. Cause, I mean, you could be like anyone else, or you could have an edge, and if you don't have an edge, you're just like everyone else. I mean, you guys and you guys are, are trying to be, you know, you're, you're growing and you, and you guys know it. So it's it's yeah that that reset question is something that that we always ask because everyone needs that reset um, for whatever it is you're doing. Who knows? Just take the reset, <laughs> um, and if, if it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel whole after, that's that's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, no, it's good to it's good to hear that um, everybody's got different resets, and it's um, yeah, yeah, and 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 like Hydro man, you couldn't you know. I look at your uh, screen, and of course, it's going to be music. <laughs> it's going to be music as well. 
Thank you. Also, um, it, it, it truly is um, important. Like as I was saying before, like I want to adapt for us men. Like we gotta, we gotta do better for ourselves, and because we're always in that provider role, or you know, we find ourselves in that role for our, our families, and just make sure, like what you just said, like the reset thing. Make sure we take some time out for ourselves, man. Because you know, I know what you're talking about. Also, sometimes I get home and you know, like it'll be Tuesday, Thursday league training. Um, Monday was always. You know, jamming Wednesday and then Friday, Saturday, the league and with the board, you know, like, like those ones when you get home, she's like, you're here, but you're not here. <laughs> I was like, mm. hey, where am I? Nah. <laughs> you know, just, it can just get overwhelming sometimes and mm. you can run out of excuses. Like, sometimes I do those guys and just, just money can't fix everything, but it's just band-aid solutions. But, mm. you know, like, take time out and, um, especially like, if that's your go-to way, um, but just for yourself, yeah, just to take some time, yeah. like, even if it's five, ten minutes, to sit yeah. outside and just... Uh, Definitely, uh, brother. Uh, um, Muffy, can I ask you a question, Uzo? Um, you know, your time in, um, in the prison system, uh, what were some challenges that you saw in, the, in, the, in that system? And uh, can you ever overcome them? I think the challenges... I mean, I'm a, I'm a South boy through and through. I'm from Mangri. Grew up in Mangri. Um, Samoan. Um, went to De La Salle, all boys school. Learned how to mock. So, as you know, you got to be quick with the replies, you know, when the boys try and put you on show, eh? So, um, for me, I was all right. I, I adapted quite well, but I could tell some of my colleagues didn't. I mean, I was in, um, I was at Worry Men's. So, I was in high security. Um, and probably in the worst two wings of the whole prison, um, not six, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's I think some of the the job itself isn't for everybody. But if if you happen to find yourself there, it was whether you could relate it to the prisoners or not, whether you could um, understand how they thought and stuff. Um, I I didn't find it challenging. I think the only challenge I found was my own colleagues who couldn't handle what they needed to be doing um, to help me. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I I was able to relate to a lot of the boys who were locked up in the sense that we all came from South Auckland. Um, or we, you know, the Saiwan boys, I'll talk to them like I'm talking to the boys. You, the idea wasn't to be a cop. Don't be a pig in there, you know. The idea was to get your rapport by giving the respect that they, you know, not so much... Um, deserve but it's just you know you treat them normal um i don't know if you had any screws that were the kids <laughs> to you guys but i found myself just treating everybody the prisoners normal um and and uh, i don't know if it was respected they gave back but it felt like that and they they kind of like just knew who i was not to not to try and pull the wall over my eyes like they would to the next guy you know um and then it showed in the fact that i'd be put in another unit you know, I'll be rostered in another unit that day, uh, tomorrow maybe. But before I unlock, they'll call me back to jump, go work my normal unit because the unit functions well, you know. So um, in regards to having um, hardships in, in there, I think, uh, yeah, now nah, if you can get past the test, <laughs> that first test that they do, you know, everyone's trying to act hard and trying to step you out and all that. No, you'll be all right after that, eh? Hey? I, I, I think the, as well, the bigger question, like, the bigger question would be, like, do you think our prisons are working? 
No. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was on um, High Security Wing 2. We had 22-hour lockdowns. One hour in the yard, one hour in the day room. That was it. And what so did you think Give me the rope for... now, man. Give me the rope now. What That's did you think they did for man. somebody? I'm just saying. Who was like, already, dead, eh? you know, who was already at the edge, you know? Um, even for guys who just come in and get thrown in there without... You know, and he wasn't even a, a bad a bad prisoner or like, you know, um, you know, we just needed space. And that was the only space. And he ended up in 22 hour lockdown. Um, things, you know, things like that, you know, it's just and it, it just agitates him more, you know. You open the door in the morning, he's like, Fuck so, well, you know, what could I do? I just I'm just doing my job. But um I mean eventually they understand and they find their boys and then they're all right, but I honestly um I don't think it does work. Um, lockdowns like that are crazy. Um, those are too long. Um, and even then, we had um, separate unlocks, which is the bottom landing, top landing. So, yeah, no, I don't think it works. Um, it's just, you know, you got to be good with your mouth and talk and say the right things and, and basically just treat everybody like, oh, but nah, in regards to the, um, the regimes, because that's what they call them, Nah. Can I can I ask why you levels? Why I left? Hmm. Um management sucked day. Eh? I had no oh. support from them. Management was the worst. Like I said, um we had uh three rotations where you could put in the move. You know, you usually do your hard do your hard yards and then you can move on to residencies, you know, just kick back off the boys. Three times I put in man and nothing. Um I kept getting called back. Um, but I had, um, you know, I had a unit that were we functioned really well where I could send the boys down and get their meals and then lock them back up, but I'm standing at their door. You know, it's not, you know, you call lockups and they go. It's not lockups and fuck off. I'm not getting locked up, you know. Um, some of them would just go stand by the door. Oh, yeah, just put me free. I'm, I'm done. I'm done for the day. Like, lock me up. I'm, I'm... It was easy. Only because I had their respect in there for just treating them like, you know, like normal people. And even when we did to, you know, take somebody down, it was just, bro, lie down. <laughs> you know, he knew I was coming, but just, just lie down, bro. Just kick back, you know. So respect, um, respect. Yeah, it's that respect that you gotta. You know, and like I said, it's not for everybody because you see some pretty, mm. some dark shit in there, you know, and you hear of it, and you open a door, and ah, someone walks out looking like a ninja, and you take his, he's got massive face tattoos or black eye, or you know. So yeah, now nah, I've seen some um, some crazy stuff in there. Did you did you ever um see a uh, a prisoner and then um it went too far? <laughs> this, this, this extra little twist, you know, extra little twist. Anymore, but, um, on the master, What's a CNA? What's a CNA, guys? For our, our, our <laughs> I've been nasty CNA and uh, in the CNA to you. Well, you know, you usually give your arms. You know, you take the head. The guy's arms are supposed to come out so we can lock him up, but. So you gotta tweak it a little bit to make it work. So yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. And that's 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 not by choice too. Yeah, it's just bro, it could be easy, it could be hard, and, and we always say it to them, bro. So bro, just fucking give me arms, you know? Or just give us what we want and we belong. And us um like uh, control and restrain there, if I yep. like um, sure, yeah. yeah. But we've had some, yeah, um, now nah, yeah. It's usually the 
the younger naughty boys that end up there or it's never the big yeah. boys see we've had i've had some big hitters oh, my yeah. units and stuff here yeah. i've had some really big so, so we had a few yeah, guards yeah. at mount eden who were um a, a bit too enthusiastic about giving CNRs to inmates. <laughs> a bit too, <laughs> no names, no names, but uh, you know, quite well known. But uh, giving that little get, extra, you little. Yeah. You either get like one or the other. You either call the dickhead, you know, or he's a real dick, or he's the guy they fuck with him, you know. So, I mean, I had like, I was the smallest guy in my unit, and I had guys like the size like, um, I had like Ishi Tolomaka in there. And, all the big boys were in, all the big tongue boys, basically, you know. So, yeah, it was like, you guys should like me because I'm the smallest. <laughs> <laughs> you just fuck around, man. The big boys will they'll eat you up. But yeah, it's up to you. It hurts the same. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, I mean, I, I'd always tell everybody that the boys, the boys themselves are all good. It depends how you treat them, mate. And, and and I've always been like fair with everybody. So, you know, yeah. I do feel bad when I couldn't give two guys their toilet paper that night, even though they were going to make a wick out of it. But sometimes it's genuine, sometimes it's not. And it's a matter of just, you know, you walk out the door and your satisfaction is that you've known that you've done it all. Like you've looked after everybody for on your shift and you've got home. Because once you leave, nobody gives a fuck, eh? And that's the truth. Um, nobody can do anything either, you know, once it's locked down. So it's, uh, you know, 22 hour lockdown before he gets any, anything else. And that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty shit. And I could imagine, um, I mean, none of my family, but yeah, but you know, and I, I've seen heaps of prisoners now, like out at the shopping malls and, and they'll come up and say, Hey bro, yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're all good, bro. There's no, no, no issue, you know. There's no fuck you. You're a dick, you know. Let's have a fight now, or I'll jump you, or nah. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. I'm a big fan of just treating everybody just the same, mate. Just wow, nice, so, so nice. You're a dick. You're yeah. a dick, but <laughs> and then, yeah, don't get me wrong. I have been stepped out a few times, and <laughs> yeah, that is what Did it you is. show your ninja moves? <laughs> <laughs> I just give them the. <laughs> It's up to you. There's a camera, but it's up to you. You know, I don't mind at all because it could be spontaneous, and then you just end up having the proper scrap. You know, <laughs> what do you guys got planned for the year? You guys got any um, any any other guests that you guys want to get on and stuff onto the show that you'd like to um, any any big names you could drop for us that you're trying to bring onto the show. We've had a few. In terms of where you guys are, I think we've had a few. Um, especially starting out, we needed to um, kind of get out there and, and use the context that we had. I mean, um, I've DJ for about thirteen years, so I managed yeah. to. I've worked with a lot of artists and stuff. So early on in our podcast, we um, I put on, put you know, asked those guys to give me a hand back this time, you know, and jump on yeah. our podcast, have a chat um let the ordinary people know that they're going through the same stuff as yeah. star, you know, superstars you know just to share their stories mm. so um i don't know i kind of feel like if you ask terry if terry asked me i kind of feel like we've already kind of done a lot of big names and and it's these guys who are doing the work the actual work out there um that we yeah. can hear the story from now so oh. um, i've kind of stepped back of um 
pulling in the big names and we're kind of touching on the the guys that who actually matter um in this line of, of work that you guys mm. and what we, we we talk about on every every weekend or every thursday sorry so yeah it's um i don't know Terry, yeah we just want to add into that, anything to that or we just um bro um reach out to to people that can ha- can hold a conversation because you know the the true kind of um the nuggets that you can take away is from here not not hearing it from us but hearing it from you guys so so when we can get a um a conversation going like that it's it then helps us out but in regards to like big names um oh, like we just reach out to whoever is free and like we're not we're not about holding like big names and just because they're big we we need to touch base with the the guys that are doing the groundwork as well yeah so like as much as we we have um um you know named play uh named people i still feel as though our people uh that are like doing the hard mahi in the in the background have have some some say too but I, I think uh, Wills was just gonna say something. Were, were you gonna say something, Wills? Oh no, I was just gonna ask you about your um about your ninja moves and your Sienna. Remember that time? <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> oh, so these just yeah, gonna, just gonna let me know uh, which one you're talking about, Wills, because he's got a few there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. This this is this is when we when we first started working. Um, uh, we were youth workers, and obviously you're shaped by the way the people um, that you work with, the way they do things. Then that's the, how you kind of come in as a casual, and that's how you mold to you doing things. So we had to um, obviously, um, as last resort, rest, restrain this kid um, because he was um, starting to um, you know do some self harming and stuff. And we were rookies at the time. So we had to, so Terry was at the, the kid was lying down. Terry, we had to hold his arm and I was holding his leg. Um, but then I started like, I was like going, ah, ah. It was because Terry was um, restraining my finger <laughs> and holding <laughs> and holding the and holding the kid. And I was oh, like, oh, oh. <laughs> just as the disclaimer that nobody was hurt uh my finger was okay and uh we eventually um learned how to do it properly and that's after, why terry doesn't work there anymore after two million tries eh? but no but this this one kid man he he was like racist as eh? he was like fuck if you black shits and because I was a, um, oh fuck, I was a tracker, so I was there. I was meant to be there, like basically twenty four seven, keep an eye on what he's doing. And then, um, yeah, he was high risk at the um, during the during the stay. Um, blanket over his head, and um, it it just went quiet. So at that time, um, I think I went to lift the the sheet over him, and he he had like like something sharp, and he was just digging into his arm. And I told him, bro, stop that, you know, calm down. And then, um, you know, he was about to spit. But when he spat, it just missed me, eh? And then 
all my training came into play. Training on the streets. <laughs> training was, you know, just trying to take him down. And then um, I think at the, I don't, oh, did you come in after? And I, I, I told you to call, was it some, something along those lines where we, anyway, both got there and, and in my head, I think something from a movie said, you know, grab his finger and, you know, he'll give up. I grabbed the wrong finger. <laughs> so <it> was... <laughs> but um, anyway, long long story short, um, uh, we, we you know we we strained the restrained the the young fella, and uh, I put a report through. I don't want to look after this dude because he's, you know, he's hurting my feelings with his uh, racist uh, remarks. <laughs> and yet, I came in the next day, and I still had to track him. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but, 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 but reflecting on that though, um, there, there was a lot of outcomes that came from that was one, we learned how to do our job properly. Um, two is, is, is be more consistent and just ignore what he was saying. Three was be present. Four was also two is just unpack some of that stuff. So we were with them 24 seven in this little room. Um, and once we were able to unpack, bro, Two like I think it was like maybe forty eight hours later from saying nothing to having a full conversation about what yeah. he liked, where he worked, all of a sudden, from him covering the blanket over his head, it, it, it was gone. He was actually sitting there having a conversation he hadn't eaten for two days. He was actually then starting to talk about what food he likes, all of this sort of stuff. Who you know, and, and we started getting to know him. All of a sudden, the conversations changed. Um, so that's why. Like, it, it goes back to your guys um, having having options for the kids. So mm. we, we didn't know which which approach to take because we obviously didn't know this kid. He he, we allowed him into you know our space by just being there. He took that on board and he felt safe. So once that was pulled away, right, we ended up having this mean ass conversation that he didn't want to leave, but he had to. So. Yeah, but and my finger was still sore after that. Also, touching on what um, touching on what um, Wills was saying, um, how um, at the end of that forty-eight hours, he became uh, safe. But I, I, like for me personally, I think at the beginning, I think my ego played a big part of it, of how. Like I should have done a better job, you know, knowing that in in this space, a youth, a youth person or a YP young person is in there for a reason, and I'm meant to be the person that's meant to look after him. But you know, there were factors in that, and I'm not going to blame training, but I think, yeah, my ego played a very big part, and I I knew I I shouldn't have done some of the stuff I done then that night. And I learned, I learned uh, later on, because you know I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have um, broken um, Will's finger. <laughs> but um, you know, it, like it, again, it's just better um, relearning some of the um, mm -hmm. uh, the, the shit that um, that I've unloaded during during the time I was a youth worker, and you know, um, thanks to uh, Will's because I think. Yeah, I think majority of the time, um, his passion for youth work 
kind of steered me in the right direction because you know I'd come from uh you know like having a bad day at home or just just having a bad day in general I'd unleash it when I go to to work and you know and who's there young kids that are meant to be in a safe place so you know um not giving them the I guess the best of me when I came in at like 20% and I gave them like that the shitty feeling that they shouldn't even feel when they when they're in the, in a home so um yeah Will's bro he, he he's he's taught me a lot and uh I think when he when he fired me that was probably the best part of <laughs> when he fired me I think that's been the best uh, part of my job is leaving that role because I thought I was uh, passionate about uh you frick nah. jokes do I have the job <laughs> do, I, do I have the job uh Will's my job back. <laughs> nah, you're too humble, man, Terry. Man. Too humble, bro. You're too humble. Man, we, we, we journeyed that together. Um and, 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 and youth work isn't the easiest space to work in. Um mm. if you come in as a casual, those that are already pillars of that service or whatever, they're they're meant to guide those through. So if you're not getting that guidance, what you're seeing, you end up being a product of that. So what we ended up doing is we started steering, oh, so that's what it's supposed to do. This is what you're meant to do. And we ended up finding our own route, which then gave us joy to be there. And like this podcast, we would come to work. We would have the Usos with us. We would then have that conversation. We would then check them. Hey, hey, man, whatever you're about to do there, then, you know, chill out. Go, go, go to the back. I got this. Um, so whatever practice we did then, it's the the same same rules apply now. Like we're doing that in life. Nice. Malo, malo. Yeah, no. I just wanted to say also, like, um, credit to you guys who have been in that line of work, um, who work with youth, uh, youth workers. As I say, I'm not a professional, but um, you know, my my glimpse into it right now is is through our leadership program and. Like Barnes was saying, we're not social workers, but some of the boys are youth workers and they're passionate about it. And like the true work that's done there, like, because I was going to say, it must be hard when you're, you know, when you build uh, the relationships, the closest I can bring to it is like, without going to your own kids, but it's like uh, coaching a sports team. But, you know, there's, there's uh, generally good kids, you know, and just out there for whatever, you know, they need to release. and. That's the sport chosen, but you know, sometimes when you're dealing with youth, as a youth worker, you don't always get good rosy cases. So, um, you know, just you know, is there a special? Um, I, I'd say that you guys will probably have some kids you don't, um, you know, see in contact anymore that you probably cast your eye back on and wonder if he's doing okay and if he ended up being good. Uh, that's sort of what I feel like with that one kid we had who was probably the guy that deserved or needed this leadership program the most in terms of like trying to turn him around. And, and yeah, just uh, in general, like youth workers, like uh, you probably don't get enough credit. You probably get a lot of shade from, um, from people about, you know, a lot of services do. And um, I guess it's important we um, not try and bunch everyone together. Um, I guess, you know, like a lot of it, like big organizations, government organizations, what are they called? NGOs? Or whatever that you know are always coming on the news for the wrong reason. Once they change their moldy acronyms to moldy names, I'm not gonna out anybody and say anything. I'm just saying, you know, 
there's a lot of people out there who deal with our youth who you probably shouldn't be, but for some reason they're in that space. So, you know, hopefully in 10 years time, you know, we get like more and more of our people who actually love being around the youth and love making differences. Not saying that we don't, there's heaps of youth, but I'm just saying like, you know, youth need to be getting the funding. <laughs> youth need to be like given the resources to run the program. Like you said, you came up with your own way. Sometimes that's not going to be a protocol way. That's how I feel. Sometimes you can't write a textbook to this shit. Sometimes you got to play eyes up 40 and that's how you win the game. Like the Warriors. We haven't won the NRL, but we, we won the game. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors analogy, bro. That's just... <laughs> uh, oh, there's many more to come. There's many more to come. There's many more to come. I've had to, um, I've had to listen to them. I get, I get, well, here's a question for uh, Wills and you too, Tess, as well. Um, you know, there's always a conversation about... You know, I'm sure we weren't as bad as this as we, when we were younger. I'm sure we went to say crazy. Were we like our younger people now? Are they the same as our younger young people were previously, or is our young people today facing different um, pressures, difficulties than we 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 did, and are they responding differently? Tisa, what a question! What a question! Ah. Uh, because I've been out of like the the youth um, role for for a while, I I think I can only uh, touch on I think um, my kids and I think kids around me that are, that have grown up and I reckon because the cha- the the times times are changing um, and the access to any anything in life is through a phone, so you can basically uh shut the world off by just looking at your phone for you know an hour or two and when you're immer- you when you're immer- are you immersed in in your phone and the negativity or oh, there's a lot of positives and also there's a lot of negative negativity on on um social media um i think the kids these days they 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 get maybe trapped and some of that sort of stuff. Um, that's just the way I'm thinking of it from from today's point of view. Um, maybe um, Wills will have a better view of um, dealing with uh, youth. Yeah, uh, I, I guess. I mean, from my own um, opinion, I think um, social media has played a massive role in in the way things are today. Um, if I reflect back um, to back in the days where um, growing up in Avondale, you know, he used to, used to walk past Barney and his brothers coming from one side of, you know, one school and we're walking to the other school, you know, and there's the different uniform and you kind of give that like a little little eye, but you're, you know, you forget you're from the same hood. Um, but then you, you look at it nowadays, it's, it's from a social media post that you don't know if it was directed at you or, or if there was any emotion in that message. It could have just been... Um, something simple and, and 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 now we look at the kids nowadays they're, they're taking on um you know like how many likes can i get is it is it status if we look at young people now um uh, going live on facebook because it's accessible to just push live on facebook and and do what they do um is, is that also too is that a reach out for them to say that you know um there's something missing in their life that they need um and and 
Are they reaching out for somebody to fill that gap for them? Um, and then it's just the whole jumping from agency to agency. For me, I think there's too many agencies and there's not enough um, creative space. Um, there's too much of the, the noise um, and not enough um, silence. Um, we're handing out too many things um, and, and not focusing on one thing. So that's, that was my, my thing earlier today was um, reach one and teach one and, and focus on that. And then you go back to the Talano about the prison. Is the prisons working? For me, I'm like, nah, why don't we invest that money in prevention, which is our youth? Um, let's, not, let's, let's not go build um, 30 more um, prison cells um, to, mm-hmm. to house these assumed um, people that may be going there because all that's doing is you're building more prisons. You're telling them it's all right? Yeah. You're saying that it's okay. It's like like a kid. You give them, as a kid like me, I remember like getting a size um, um, 13 shoe, but my my foot was only size 11 and I was walking around school going, bro, I'm wearing these size 13. Within a month, I was size 13. So it's like you can build all those things because you know you can go and fill them. Yet you got NGOs and 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 um, youth initiatives that are wanting to start the ground up, and you don't want to. You know they've got to they've got to fork out all of the stuff, this paperwork, all this other stuff to get that funding. But have no say in um, doing this work here before building that over there. Two idols. Nail on the head. <laughs> Nail on the head. Hopefully they answered Bunny. No, that, that was oh, answered perfect, perfectly as well. And um, I definitely agree with that as well. You know, um, um, everything that was said by also Muffy, you and um, Tiz, you know, um, our prisons aren't working. There is there is too many agencies. There's too many tagins. you know, them. Just getting a, sh- a young person getting shuffled about from different agencies, and then the opposite can happen: a young person getting shut the door shut on because they don't they don't um, fulfill certain criteria, you know, and it just becomes a bloody uh, um, a circus out there. Mm. And, you know, you, you yeah. wonder why it festers a feeling of distrust in our young people on services, and usually in front of those services, adults, and they they distrust adults, and a lot of those adults that are on the front line that they get to deal with. A lot of the adults that deliver the news that they don't fit the criteria or they're not they're gonna to have to refer them on as a brown face. So, you know, a lot of our, our brown um, you know, frontline workers are getting their heat as well and it's a I mean it's a it's a really um um messy landscape to be in for a young person and just being a young person themselves and figuring out um their position in this world is even it's just hard on mm. itself, let alone having to deal with being juggled about. And then, you know, and, and then their own families trying to figure out where their own families are, where they fit in that. It's just a cocktail of, um, of mess that um, our young people have to deal with. And it's, it's easy to see how they, they, they crumble under their pressure and then lash out or lash, in, lash at themselves, really. And it's, um, but, then, but then on the bright side, I think conversations like this, um, and all like this, needs to happen on screen, but it's also... It's a practice that needs to happen in our homes, on our streets, at the bus stop as well, sitting next to a person at the bus stop, having conversations like we're having now on the, at the bus stop. 
you know, gone, you know, um, just bringing back that village mentality that uh, we had in the islands or back in the neighbourhood where neighbours talked to neighbours and you kind of knew who was who in, in the hood, you know, and um, bringing that sort of ideal back to our communities and, and um, you know, like, like you said, Will's reach one to teach one and, um, you know, that only can happen if we know each other, you know, if we know who's who and what's going on and, um, you know, and I think... I think that that's that's important because we we become like like soft mental health workers as such you know like we get to have like soft chickens with young people if we know their families and know their parents and know like you know know what's going on um, and if you don't if you're not a neighbor if you're not um, a village mentality if you're not coming with a village mentality to want to know what's going on with the health and well-being of your neighborhood then you know um, everyone's going to be suffering so I mean I think that. We need to build on that, and these issues won't be as big as they are if we don't. If we did take that approach of, of wanting the best for not only ourselves but our neighbour, um, our kids' friends, you know, as parents, you know, getting to know the friends of our kids, the parents, you know, going, you know, not just dropping off, not there like my daddy, oh yeah, drop you off at your mate's house, drop them off at the front <laughs> door and then leave, but like you know, actually walk in, hey, hey, I'm blah blah blah's dad, I am, you know, catching up with them and. And actually getting to know the parents and you get to know their kids and building those sort of um, wider networks here and uh, bringing that back to what it used to be and building on that area, I think that's a really important um, thing to try to do consistently. Yeah, sorry, a bit of a rant. You're all good, man. You're all nah, good. bro, 100%, man. Um, exactly you missed, how you put it. You actually exactly missed that shit, it. to be honest. Hey, like, not not the hood, but like your street, like knowing everyone on your street, you know, cars driving past, beeping the horn, because, and you knew the car, hey, the car knew, you know, you know, someone's, you know, they're just driving, beep, beep, or you look out the window, oh, fuck, that's such and such. Hmm. And it's like, that shit doesn't happen anymore, hey, I don't, I don't know if it's because, you know, your neighbors couldn't afford to live on that street anymore, or things have just gone up, or whatever it is, or we're getting pushed out. But, yeah, no, like, like you said, also, it's like, you need to know, like everyone, like it's uh, these days. It's like um, it's like it's who you, you know. It's the kids are they look up to um, who knows the top dog, who knows this mm. member or that member or you know it was name dropping and shit like that. Where mm. they're looking up to shit that they should should really matter, you know, that shit that's irrelevant to to growing up, eh? So it's yeah, that they kind of you know it's kind of like set doesn't have to be that way um mm. it's just yes yeah, one of those things that just i don't know if it's a lack lack of um the parents being able to discipline and, and keep the kids i don't know it's it, uh, there's a lot of uh, you guys would know because you guys deal with them more i've never dealt with um teenage kids i mean i've, I've had a few um 18 19 year olds come in but even then they you can tell they're just they're looking up to the next guy hey? and and if it's if the next guy is no good just like you guys said, he, he's gonna go and come back. It's just a, you know, this is the way of the, it's the way of the ways, you know, and there. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, like I said, I, I said again, and I, I miss it. I miss the old days where everyone kind of like knew everyone on a, on a proper scale. Hey, you know, it wasn't. Uh, I only know him because he's the man. He runs that side of who and this guy's the fucking, you know, he runs with these boys and blah blah blah. blah. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be caring about that shit right these days, you know. But well, that is what it is with the kids these days, and that's what they, you know, who's rapping about why? Who's 
got the tracksuit on of the Gucci bag and it's just different. It's different. <laughs> There's no way he's to anyway. <laughs> That's right also. Uh definitely um but you know, the same things as well, you know, we need to be mindful, I think, sometimes as well. I just will wrote a line, but like, you know, this guy's would ask you, What do you think of drills really? And off the bat, you know, I had a response, but then I didn't really say too much or come out and say too much on it or what I think the Aussie groups, you know, when, when they were taking off and just just looking over and now and like, you know, I think, man, that's what, you know, when we play our music and the generation before us be like, man, that ain't music, man. You know, like, and then sort of like, you know, I didn't want to be like um, stuck in the same battle. I, I put it down to, well, is Jordan better than Kobe? Is Kobe better than LeBron? And, you know, it's going to just filter down. Every generation has whatever the youth feel they need to, you know, to 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 blast and and promote, and just like anything, you know, as long as we can cut out the violence and all the unnecessary stuff, play whatever you want to play. If you want to play fifty speakers on your Twitter system with no bass, do it. As long as you're not hurting anyone violently, if, you know, or whatever, just just as long as we. But like it's it's when it spills over and there's a lot of um a lot of like as what Barnes was saying. Sometimes we just our boys are at a place and fight goes off and we're jumping in because our friends are there. A lot of that stuff. Let's not jump in. Let's just grab our mate and let's try and isolate and just do the opposite because we know what happens. What we You keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting. That's the saying. So mm-hmm. we need to make some changes somewhere. And sometimes you feel like, nah, nothing's going to, nothing's going to, it's hard for me to change. I'm stuck in the same space. Um, Get out and support something, do in your community. Like volunteer, mm. do something. Like you can do something right now. Like luckily for me, like I said, I'm tied in with um, the, our, our trust and the Maka Leadership Program, and um, nice. that's my gift back. Whether I do this for 20 years and only help 16 kids, that's 16 kids. I know yeah. someone could have done 20,000 kids by now, but yeah, you know, I'll try my best with these 16 kids, and that's all I can do. Like you know, at the moment. But if we grow and we, you know, manage to grow, we'll let that be when it when it comes. But shout out to a lot of youth workers because, you know, like speaking to some of our guests we had on, which is why I'm sorry, boys. I, don't, I wasn't trying to say what big name guests you're going to get. What I was referring to was, um, as I said, like we, was, we met on the league season, our centennial year. But um, at the start of the podcast, we would have rugby league guys come on. Then I got Avery to come on as a rapper from our central. Then we got a politician. Then we went back to the league and it felt like we were drawing a crowd, but the bulk of them would watch social issues. That's when they really wanted us to speak, you know? Like I say, we can party and bullshit, league, music, but people wanted to tune in on um, prison, fathers who, who are not there, like those sort of issues, um, social housing, um, the rights against police, uh, you know, police trying to be armed and all sorts of stuff. They, you know, there's a real need in the community who wanted to hear issues that they were scared. And that was at the bottom level. Like, people who, you know, in a minority, you can have a minority in a minority. You, there's just, there's so many minorities within the minority groups. And sometimes, you know, like, um, we forget about some of those groups. And that's where Concrete Convo is heading to. So we like to get people now, like, I like to get Chloe on. Uh, the MP, and like she's got a lot of stuff where she advocates for youth, and also 
Not so much their green aspect because I'm green. <laughs> but not, you know, like, save the dolphins green. Like, um, I'm, I'm, you know, like, just uh, in terms of some of the emission stuff that they're doing, like, I support it. Because New Zealand, we're good. We got it good. People are can people say apparently they can tell the difference when they come back? I've never left really, so I, I can't tell the difference. But a lot of people say, Oh man, the air is not as clear as it used to be. I mean, the air is clearer than anywhere else in the world. What are you talking about? It's beautiful here. <laughs> so, you know, like I'd like to get some people like that. Um, there's maybe some other Marshals. people around criminal criminal reform. I'm just trying to aim because, like, otherwise I'll just be trying to line up all the musicians as well because, you know, that's right down my alley. But I just <laughs> yeah. try and think of, hey man. Or my, you know, it'd be cool to get some, try and yeah. get some other people who were influential towards um, some of the boys. Like, I wouldn't mind getting some people in the space of, um, you know, try and get some, not stars, but just get some people who have made it in certain fields and um, mm. just try and get their minds um, used to the idea, oh, hey, these are our people doing these different sort of things. I never really thought. Cool, I might give that a go, but like I said, um, at the moment, we seem to just always funnel and, you know, channel everything towards um, league, rugby, netball. Mm. Like, you would like to see the next generation of podcasters start at like 12, 10, 13, already having, you know, discussions robust, yeah. talking about social issues and, you know, poverty and, you know, like just whatever, the budget. Just, it'll be cool to see a brain, you know, real active and... You know, normally, yeah. like I said, like, well, we didn't really have these discussions, you know, about four years ago, the discussions were real different. And, you know, like now it's almost like, hey, we're in a position because I hate to like, we're not superstars. None of us are A brothers. We all feel like now we just, we got to have the talk. Someone has to do the platform. But it's it's actually, it's actually a powerful position we have. And, you know, I'm not saying I got a S on my chest or anything like that, but given a uh, position where we have some sort of um, privilege, which is like people will tune in to listen. We also have a due, a responsibility to, to not just our viewers, but people who champion us and support us. So it's very important for me and, and also bonds that we see the Maka leadership program out and then nice. we rep for our team, the Brotherhood Continued Trust and all the other trustees who have devoted their time and other little friends who have, you know, donated and just showing love to us. Um, it's, con it's important to us that, you know, we fly the flagship for MLP and then, um, you know, thank you guys for the opportunity because, you know, we haven't done our own stuff, but, you know, we're on your platform and hopefully, like, um, yeah, hopefully you guys know that, like, because, you know, I just saw a bunch of brothers talking, but, like, you know, I didn't do my due diligence to some boys. I've been lazy for the last five weeks. And I'm like, ah, yeah, TV, lele, TV, ah, it's just, it is what it is, man. I had to take care of myself mentally, and that's it. I zoned out. The first lockdown, I was outside the house building a deck. You know, let's go. This time, I just took me time out. I'm like, man, I don't know what's up. Businesses up and down. IIDs on my ass trying to shut me down. You're like, yeah, I'm dealing with some <laughs> other stuff externally. Yeah, I can crumble and say fuck the world, but I got like 16 boys and five other usos who like need me to be solid. Oh. So that's what's up. You know, we're just gonna man up and. Ride the storm, brothers. Ride the storm like the Panthers are going to ride the storm this week. Ride the storm. <laughs> yeah, that would be make my, my, my year. It's just Penrith beat Melbourne next year. That's almost like the Warriors winning the grand final. Almost. 
<laughs> we can't have Melbourne win. They like the Crusaders. They've won too much. You can get everything. Yeah. Yo. It's nice to see the underdogs win, you know? So that's what yeah. I feel of us. We're underdogs, especially you guys who do youth work or um, mm. all of you guys. Um, as I said, like, I'm a musician. I'm catching the bus here. Barnes is a, like, you know, a strong advocate for the work, the mahi we want to do out here. And his line of work speaks volumes for itself. And um, he's well known. And, you know, I champion that sort of work. And, you know, we want a brotherhood around that sort of stuff. That's our message is just, it's just brotherhood and do what we can as men to influence the next generation of men so he's not a douchebag or a murderer or whatnot, you know? Just trying to be here and just give the kids options at West anyway. But man, how long have we been talking for? It feels like... <laughs> you got the job, it feels like, man. Uh, <laughs> feels like it's time for a jam session, eh? Must <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be... But, um, Who was playing the music when we first queued in? Uh, Swanky. Swanky. My man. Yeah. Uh, he's gone off to do uh, the Lord's work. But um, touching um, boys, um, we come to that 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 time of the show where um, um, uh, you know we, we had a mean yarn. Um, it's just positives that we want to throw out there for for our list, our listeners and um. Advice, whatever you want to call it, um, something that uh, maybe um, you, you you have taken away from the show, or something you want to give back, and like um, Wills was saying, you know, um, and this is um, we can give back to our our youth or our our people in general. Uh, you know, we've done the job. If it's if it's reached one person, one person better than none. So um, we'll start off with uh, Muffy. Um, Positive. First off, thank you to the Osos Hydro and Bison for jumping on tonight. Appreciate you guys uh, taking time out to uh, actually, what's that, two and a half hours out of your time. Yeah, I know you guys are very busy, but we really appreciate you guys jumping on tonight. Osos. Um, just something to leave with uh, yours tonight. Um, we'll probably be um, look out for these guys on our panel tonight. These are the guys who are heading our youth in the, the the real directions they need to be heading in. Um, give these guys a hand. Give these guys the support that they need. Um, it's it's yeah, it's something that we're not used to doing because, you know, we think we're doing a good job at home already. But um, sometimes it's, it's, that's not the case. And it's, these are the brothers, Hydro, Barnes, Wills. They're doing the work um, that we, we sometimes miss. So, um, yeah, if you're out there listening, watching, um, outside of what you can do, these guys can um, pick up and, and give you guys a hand. So, um, yeah, just if you're out there listening, these are the guys that are helping us with our future, which is our, our kids. Thanks again Shuttles. to the boys tonight. Shuttles, uh, over to you, Wills. Thank you, Wills. Too kind. Um, if anything, it's... Uh... It's acknowledging the brothers um, with, with their leadership program, um, but also too is 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 not having um, all the gear and no idea. It's it's having an idea and um, and, and running with it, um, getting a, a, as Barnes said, uh, a circle of trust of friends, um, and, and being able to create something, um, something that you're passionate about. 
Um, and if you're passionate about something, get out there and do it. Um, we're any, we've all got kids. Uh, we want those generations to also be, be you know, um, wrapped up in that, um, you know, on that follow as well. So if anything, yeah, reach out, reach one, teach one. Sure, Ruth. Thanks, Ruth. Um, I think for me, uh, again, uh, we'd like to uh, say, say thank you to uh, Brother Hydro and, and Barnes for jumping on um, on our uh, mean as podcast. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's people like you that uh, you guys um, that are, are leading our future, uh, as well as, uh, as Wills. Um, you guys are, you know, at the forefront. Is are taking all the hits uh, in order for our for our kids to strive and our future to strive. Um, I think the, there's there's quite a few that are uh, advice and uh, positives that I've taken away from, especially you guys. Um, is does it doesn't matter um, what happened in the past, um, but it's what you do with your past uh, during our present, um, and and how how we shape our future. So. You guys have done amazing work uh, and continue to do that sort of stuff. And and it's okay. It's okay to to take a mental break. It's okay to get away from um, the busy life. And especially in Auckland, and um, I, I don't know what's happening in in every other uh, city. Um, Auckland is such a busy. It's just on the go. So um, again, um, it's okay to take a rest uh, as long as you get back up and uh, keep moving forward till the wheels fall off um over to you uh brothers well first of all brothers um just want to thank these guys for bringing us on to have a talanoa and just Provide a little insight on on what we do on on what we do um, as a trust and as as brothers of of our, of our community. Um, this is what we need. We need everyone to start working together. That's that's what um, it's a network of uh, collaborative minds who are we you know we have sim similar values and you know we all want to share the same end product, which is. A brighter day, a brighter future for the next generation. So, you know, hopefully some of the NGOs out there can do the same thing, eh? you know, get together and come and just and just try and make a difference in, in, in ways that, you know, you guys can. Um, and, you know, people have a lot of money out there. You know, some of the people that don't have the funding need it and some of the people who have too much of it aren't doing enough work to warrant what they get, but it is what it is. Um, do we give up? No. One of my favorite things this year, and I'll leave that with the thought of mine, is if not us, then who? Who's going to do it? If, if it's not us that's going to make the change for our people, are we expecting the colonizers to come and do it? Hell no. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not everyone, but like, you know, we're lucky to have a, a few people of, of light skin, of European descent as our friends who try and champion our struggles as well. Because we need those people. We need our white friends to stand up for us as well. Because fuck black people and then people have been crying out for years and years and years to the system and ain't shit changed. So we need 
our friends from their communities who know that yes, we do suffer and we aren't equal and we are on the back foot to to champion us. But that's what I leave us with tonight, brothers, is that like you guys are amazing. You guys are brilliant. And to both um, our viewers, your viewers, continue to support people who have these sort of podcasts. Just um, we're not asking for flowers or, or donations of money, but just um, if you can peep some gems in these discussions, take what you want from it and just, you know, like some of the humor, like, you know, I've got to apologize for some of my humor. Like I said, you know, I probably did some shit to discredit it, you know, just by trying to be funny or just trying to be me. But fuck, if I'm not me, then fuck, who am I? You know, I don't want to kiss ass. When it's time to do the mahi, we do the mahi, but like, you know, I, I, like, you know, sometimes I feel like I gotta hide who I am. And just because I don't want to do the, the, undo the great works of our youth workers, and you know, guys who get the, you know, and then, oh, they hang out with that hydro, hydro, isolate. And then, like, Bond said, you know, <laughs> it's hard getting ex cons to run a trust. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, whoa, isolate. But yeah, nah, Safkai Lover Boys, um, thank you, man. Like, that's probably. This is what we Shadows. need to do. We need to just spread the love around. But hopefully, brothers, we'll catch up like even before the podcast. Hopefully, we get to level one before Christmas. I doubt it, but uh, hopefully, we get there. And um, would like to also just you know extend the love to everyone else that's um, showing us love. And hopefully, we can just catch up and celebrate, man. To the love, yo. Appreciate it, boys. Keep going. Keep getting um, keep getting guys on, and keep having calamos. That's all we can do. Uh, just, just keep it up, boys, and we'll do the same. One hundred percent. Thanks, brothers. Uh, so, oh, first of all, before I, um, I didn't just to hide you. I didn't, um, I didn't vote no. I voted yes for the green. So, just that you know, also, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> uh, you know, just to put that out there. But I'm um, not just um, again. Thanks to the brothers. Um, um, Tiz and uh, Wills and Muffy and also to um, Swanky who is not here and also your team, your team that's supporting you doing this podcast as well. I know there's a lot more people that are not on the screen that are supporting you guys, so shout out to them as well. Uh, as well as your sponsors, if they want to sponsor us as well, we're here. Just drop us a drop us a PM as well. Um, but no, um, massive respect to you guys for what you're doing. <clears throat> um, yeah. And I also shout out to Brother Wills, you know, who came out from the same same hood. So uh, to see you doing good work and to hear uh, hear the streets whisper your name in a positive way is always encouraging to boys that come through the same place. So shout out to you too, brother. Uh, doing really good work. Um, yeah, any, um, I think just like uh, if we imagine like what's our people going through at the moment, you know, that we've gone through a long one, our longest lockdown um, that we've ever been through. Um, our people are worried. Um, um, they're seeing all conversations of what the vaccine and, and virus is doing, and and a lot of our community is unsure about what leads ahead for us, you know. So, um, I'm just giving our people messages of um, of um, encouragement to just to um, to make it through, make it through. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, and no matter what what your attitudes or ideologies are towards what's going on at the moment, just stick together. Um, have a village mentality and we're all going to get through this all good. Um, there's no right or wrong. we just got to support each other. Um, shout out to those on the front line um, working those essential um, essential workers as well. Respect to them. Um, respect to our um, 
our um, supermarket workers, our cleaners, and all those doing the hijacks as well. Um, shout out to them at this time. Um, permission, I think one, one word for me that I like to take away today is permission. Um, as men, giving ourselves permission to do something for ourselves and, and, and giving ourselves the permission to not feel guilty in doing that. Um, give ourselves permission to love ourselves. Give ourselves the permission to love each other. Um, give ourselves permission to permission to not always have to be right. And giving ourselves permission to um, um, know the difference between right and wrong as well. Um, secondly, um, unwavering passion. I think that's another one word, a wavering passion to what we're doing. Whatever space we find ourselves in, knowing that uh, we're passion, fully passionate about what we're doing. Uh, we're coming with histories with um, um, our grandparents, our great-grandparents who have got us here to where we are. And then we, uh, we, we're doing what we're doing within our wavering passion because they've given us the life to do so. Um, and lastly, my last word was, um, sorry, I wrote it down. Um, uh, yeah, the village mentality taking it away to wherever we walk and having, um, you know, like it says in the great Bible, you know, treating your neighbor how you want to be treated, you know, the Samaritan ideals, you know, everyone everyone that you see on the road struggling, the Samaritan, so help them out. And if we all can do that, then whatever we're going to do now at the moment with this COVID lockdown and the results that may come from it, um, you know, they talk about the post-lockdown blues and what that looks like for our people. Um, you know, just today, you know, a young deaf girl um, passed away in Mount Albert, um, you know, and, and, and it's a foul play, they say, you know, and seeing all these things go on, a 13-year-old, a 16-year-old young girl as well, passing away a couple of weeks ago, three young girls passing away in Tamaru, you know, and seeing all those things happening and like, but staying strong nonetheless in the light of that, sticking together and knowing that we can all get through. It's not going to be a perfect ride, but... As brothers in the circle, having the Talanoa, once the screen turns off, having that Talanoa with our families and loved ones and everyone that we come in contact with, and knowing we're going to get through this all good. That's our man. There's no conspiracy when the love's involved. If we love one another as we want to be loved, then conspiracies don't mean jack. That's about me, short brothers. Thanks, also. Thanks, brothers. Um, and in saying that, um, yeah, again, uh, thank you for Talano tonight. Um, you guys are always welcome to come back um, and join our show. Um, but we keep uh, we'll keep an eye out for you guys and and uh, follow your journey. But where can um, our viewers, our listeners, and in, in, in the later stages find find you guys, brothers? Oh yeah, come to our Facebook page, um, Concrete Convo. We're on our Facebook page, um, also Instagram, Concrete Convo on Instagram as well. But also we have our charity pages up as well, BHC Charitable Trust. It's BHC Charitable Trust on Facebook as well, so you can find us there. Or our personal pages. Don't be scared to um, spam our personal pages as well. Um, with any any request, any request of um, funding, funding nature, you know, you know, any request of the funding nature. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um. Uh, yeah, again, thank you guys. Uh, this is for the boys podcast. Uh, catch the boys on their on their personal pages, uh, as well as Insta, Facebook. Uh, I'm Teza, by the way. Mafuso. Wills. Brother Pons. And it's your boy, Hajo. Three that. Shop fam. <laughs> <laughs>